So we are now live. We are live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined this week by Team Podcasts, Kev. Um, I think, like I say, when we announced we were going to do this episode, it was one of them ones where Kev was just like, I'm on. No fucker else Regardless. has a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Back away, everyone. Kev's it wasn't in this that one. bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. There was no brass knuckles, no knives, and no fire. It was all good. <laughs> so now we know what to expect if Kev doesn't get his way. <laughs> oh, I'll just throw Charlotte at you. Oh, wow. hey. She's vicious. <laughs> and the little, poop, the little puppy now. I can see the, the puppy wars that she keeps on telling us about. And here's something little. And I hear that Ruby's a bit of an escape artist now. She's learned a few new tricks. Well, so we took it at my mum's today and we discovered that the dog can open doors. <laughs> Not just push Excellent. doors, actual handle yeah. doors. So we'll the dog is part raptor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> we went out to the shop. We we're out less than six minutes. We came back and we thought, if anything, she's going to open the door to a crate. She was at the front door waiting for us, going absolutely mental. No, no, she literally pulled the fucking wall down. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. the shock of Bruce Banner. <laughs> Wowza. Yeah. Well, before we, before we get into <laughs> the meat of this week's episode, oh. just got one thing to ask you is just what? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm never going to get used to that. Really. It is my new segment, everybody. <laughs> I will make it as creepy as possible, but that's as much as you're getting out of us today. Mm. How are you doing? What you been up to? How's your week? I'm not too bad. Um, I've just noticed as well, someone mentioned that not getting sound. So just check that we are coming through okay. Like, everyone's checking, speaking. Checking. <laughs> testicles, testicles, one, two, three. Well, these checking. are these. Just make sure that you can hear us there. Yes, can some Laura, can you just tell us if you can hear us, please? <laughs> just before we start <laughs> the panic. But yes, um I'm not too bad this week. Um I haven't watched uh any movies other than the one that we're gonna talk about, but I think it's been a good week for nerd like nerd TV shows. Uh, especially with, um, like, say the the premiere of House of the Dragon last week. I don't know if anyone's watched the first episode. No, nope. no spoilers. No spoilers. Not watched no spoilers. it. Um, right. Waiting. Thank you, Laura. Um, just waiting for a few more episodes to hit before I start cracking into it. I am very excited. Mm-hmm. We started Westworld season four. Ah, Is it season four? Oh, season four. Season four. I. Two, oh, two episodes in, and it's so much better than three already. Right. I give up after season two. Like season one, I enjoyed, and I thought that could have been like said and done. I didn't need yep. anything else. But, um, but yeah. And I am absolutely, I don't know if you guys are watching it as well, absolutely loving She Hulk. Yes. I haven't watched this week's episode, but watched the first one and just got total 2015 mm-hmm. Jennifer Waters vibes from it. Like, I am. I'm in it. I am in it. I just haven't watched yeah. this week's because, once again, oh. I am drowned in myself and called the midwife <laughs> and my family. Con- First episode, I wasn't uh, wasn't too keen on. I thought, eh, it's just following the same old kiddie Marvel formula. But the second episode, loved it. Absolutely class. I thought, right, this has got Hawkeye potential for me. I'm invested. Mm. Oh, well, that, that speaks volumes because me and you absolutely loved Hawkeye. I thought it was class and I think this is... Uh, it, it's got the same potential for me. Um, it's, it's very much got a Hawkeye feel to it with the comedy. 
Oh, yeah. excellent. So, I'm really yeah. looking forward. I might actually watch it after this because... The, the only thing that got to me was it was only 20 minutes long. Yeah, but there's... Well, I saw that. Why, 20? Because they'd done about 10 minutes worth of recap at the start. All oh, right, got yeah. you. Got so you. they didn't need that. Yeah, so it, it it felt like a short episode, but it does, like I said, that there's a lot of entertaining stuff there and it, yeah. it brings the story on. And I do like the way they're going. It's just, I think each week I'm just going to be sitting in, in, in anticipating the like how they're going to bring Daredevil in because that's oh. the thing they keep, on, they keep on teasing us with that they're talking about. Because uh, I think I read an interview today that the guy, the, the writers with She-Hulk, they said anything that they suggested with Daredevil they had no kickback from Marvel. The Marvel went, yeah, use them any way which way you want. The yeah. only thing they said they couldn't do, they had zero say in the suit. Yeah, well, it's the original suit. It's the yellow one, like the yellow and black suit. So I'm really happy at that. It's not. It is. It it's is, the yeah. original suit. Oh, it's a Man with a Fear one. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't honestly remember it. but um, oh, it's, Frank it's, Miller's. It's re- no, no, yeah. it's not the Frank Miller's. No, no. It's, it's, oh, the, right, it's okay. the actual uh, original 6-1 where the first... Introduced him with Spider Man, where he had yeah. the right, yellow and black. right, 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 right. Got you. The man without fear was when he was in red and black. Yeah, yes. that might have been the first, yeah, because that's Frank Miller. That is like one of my favorite comics yeah, can, of all time. You can just make it out in the trailer. You can just make the yellow out because it shines. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is apparently Jason Segel is going to be in it, and he's going to be Ben Grimm. Ooh. That's oh, a, that's on the rumor for a while now. Um, yeah. I honestly don't like that casting because I don't like Jason Segel. Um, I I just don't rate him at all. However, Marvel have cast people that I don't rate before and got brilliant results. So yeah, I, 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 I like him, but I yeah. can't see him as I don't yeah. I don't know. But, I don't know. No, no one could see Michael Chiklis as the thing because yeah. Michael Chiklis was a badass from the Shield that went around killing people. Mm. And then I, the, think, I think I've, I think I've learned my lesson with casting when it came to the heat yeah. pressure thing. So I'm I'm not going to yeah. say. I, I really wanted that guy from, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Jacob. I think he would have been a. Oh, he would have been uh, fantastic. Because, oh, uh, him from um, from well, fanboys. Yeah. Fanboys, yeah. And yeah. Him, uh, the Goldbergs. Yeah, I think having him in as uh, Ben would have worked quite <laughs> well. Brilliant casting, uh, actually. I, I honestly love that man. But it's going to live on Dyer, who plays the Human Torch. That's yeah. that's going to be the the fantastic yeah. four. But the rumours that's been kicking about today, um, about the Fantastic Four, I've seen it a few times that the, the director, the director is going to be the director from One One Division. Yeah, I yes. saw this a couple of days ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Um, it's not confirmed. It's just rumours at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that too, and I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't either. Um, but he was good. Um, he was probably my one one take home about one division that i liked because mm-hmm. every everyone raved about the show but for me like literally 20 minutes out of an entire season is just it's not a good show so mm-hmm. it was a bit crap for me but the direction was fantastic the camera work was brilliant i just i, I didn't read the story i thought it was a bit I, I liked it but then i saw hawkeye and went no that's 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 that's, that's how you do it uh-huh. okay. and yeah yeah and so then they're done falcon and the winter soldier and everyone went Oh, that Fuck was just that. so bad. Didn't we do a review on that? Yeah, you liked it. Did we actually spend time? I did like it. You liked it. I did like it. No, I did like it, but I do understand where people come from, like, on it, because, and thinking yeah. back, it's, mm-hmm. and then looking at the calibre of what we've got now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that, yeah. there was some bad, bad choices there. There but was, saying that, though, however, Yeah, I, I, know, I know during the filming and everything, like, all the stories that were coming out is they weren't ready to, 
for it and it was rushed. But that's come yeah. a lot with a lot of these things. Like I know the, there's a lot of people uh, hating on She-Hulk because of the CGI because it's been rushed out. That's that's what we're going to get with Marvel now if they are going to like like want to tell all these stories and they want to try to fill Disney's, Disney's quarter because. To be honest, Disney Plus, that's the only reason why people are using Disney Plus now is yeah. to get these type of fixes. I know the Russian the movie releases, Thor, comes yeah. out next week. Thor is out the 8th yeah. of September, yeah, because yeah. Anne hasn't seen it yet. Are, are we really going to just say it's the CG that people are complaining about with She-Hulk? Or are we literally just going to address the elephant in the room and just say it's a bunch of 30-odd-year-old white misogynist bastards that are just complaining know, because that... it's another female character? But that's just Marvel. That's just fanboys are all over. Yeah, the place. it's so fanboys like, in general. Yeah, we get that. But but that's the thing we are moving away from, especially like, say what we are trying to build. Yeah, with everything that we're doing. Um, again, I just want to say as well, which totally blow my way. Sam probably doesn't know this. Um, the nerdy up north Facebook page that we like, like just really just post spam pictures and uh, just have a bit of laugh on. It hit one million people today. It did yep. not. It's, it's we've hit over a million people, like like not members or people who subscribe. Yeah, but one million people have viewed that page. Think about that for a second. Holy shit! <laughs> what was that put in the chat? I didn't even see that in the chat today. Yeah. It, oh it, my. But that tonight, um, like say when we Grant, yeah. So. And well, I, I also know that we got a new subscriber today because I watched her subscribe to the channel. <laughs> So yay, that's so cool. <laughs> yep. I can't believe that one million. Mm-hmm. Yep. <gasps> now just, just got to try and make some money from this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yes. start, I'll start selling like photos of Charlotte's feet. So yes, hashtag Charlotte's feet. We'll get that in at the start. So yes, so the, <laughs> so the main event, the, yep. the reason why people have joined in today, the people that are watching, and thank you for watching, I can see the you. chat's been going um, and Goodwill's chanting podcast, podcast, podcast. So might as well say it. We're talking about Someone's the film. <laughs> We're talking about the film that started my horror journey, shall we say? This was probably the first ever horror movie because I class it as a horror film. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a and horror film. I dare say it is one of the scariest horror films I've seen and still seen today. And the more times I watch it, I don't get bored. I get more things from it. Yeah. And from a film that was made in 1975 or 74, was it? 75. 75. It still holds to a lot of points that we do go through in today's market as well, which we will get to. We'll um, get to it all. But first, yes. I am going to do my disclaimer, like I do mm-hmm. every week, just mm-hmm. to make sure I'm on the right track with everyone (laughs) so everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone if you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode please come and join us in the facebook group and we can have an open discussion what we won't have is anyone come for us and telling us our opinions are wrong we can all agree to disagree in fandom so let's keep it fun keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism Uh, thank you yes so yes i would love to know how old were you when you first saw this movie? Because I know I was far too young. I know, I know how old I was. I know how old I was and the story that goes behind it. So, so do you want to start us off there, Sammy? Okay, um, I was 16. Right. I was exactly 16 years old. Um, I 
I'll get I'll tell you my my first experience with it while we're here. Um we I went to on Florida on holiday from the age of 15 to 23. My first experience in Florida, I was a dick. I was a typical teenage dick and didn't want to do anything, I wasn't interested in anything, blah blah, my life sucks and you know, fuck mm-hmm. the world. Um the second time I went though, I kind of like grew up a little bit and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And oh, I've not seen this film before. And Jaws was one of them. And my mom like took a step back and went, You've not seen Jaws. Yet you've been on the ride twice. I was like, Yeah, I've not seen it. The minute we came home back into the UK, my dad ordered food and we sat down and watched Jaws that night. And I was holy shit bells. Like it not only gave the ride like all the meaning in the world because I understood what was going on <laughs> but also <laughs> it was just it was just cinematic like beautiful cinematic advent like I loved every second of it and mm-hmm. I have been on that ride ever since then and I was literally I turned 16 when I was in Florida that year so I was 16 years old very cool what were you Kev see you in silent? No, we've got a doggy. Just ah. come down. Hello, baby. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> Hi, Charlotte. She's waving. Um, again, with this one, I was probably far too young to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. Not as young as I was when I watched Predator, The Lost Boys, or Terminator, or anything like that. With Granda. Um, but again, I think it was probably my granddad that got us introduced to this one. I can't remember exactly. Um, it's not one of those ones where I remember where I was when I first saw it or how old I was. Um, but it is one that I remember how old my sister was when she first saw it and uh, her reaction to it. <laughs> uh, I was probably nine or ten. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a massive, massive influence for me. Um, big Spielberg fan. Mm-hmm. Loved stuff like Close Encounters. Loved mm-hmm. Jurassic Park and all that sort of stuff. Um Mm-hmm. They obviously saw this a little before Jurassic Park, I think. Um mm-hmm. I would, would, would think it would have been the same year actually. Yeah. Um, so watched that, loved it. It was cinematic masterpiece to me. Um mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic, beautifully shot, scared the living crap out of me at points. <laughs> um Spielberg was absolutely right in what he says with uh scares and stuff like that. A film should only have one big scare because mm-hmm. Every time that big scare comes around, you're looking for something else to be scared of. So mm-hmm. you're, you're always on the edge at that point. Yeah. And it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. My sister refused to sleep after watching it because I used to watch it about three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> so you tortured your sister with Jaws for a little bit she, there. She yeah. was terrified of going in the bath. She was terrified <laughs> of stepping over a drain. She was terrified to go swimming. She was terrified to go down the dean. Mm. So, yeah, she that's, the, the, that's the thing, though, with this film, because I know... It, it plays on the irrational fear as well because um, I remember watching and I was terrified of everything to do with water. And I used to love going to water. Living down Roca when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like we used to spend every summer, like growing up, down at the dog uh, the, uh, the dog steps down uh, Roca Beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, your mum used to bring you down, you used to play in the rock pool when it, when, before the tide come in, then you used to play in, like, in the sand and, um, like I say, then got taken home. After I watched this movie... I cried when my mom tried to take me to the beach. 
Um, I probably watched it like say when I was like earlier because I watched because I watched the Goonies as mm. of course, and that's me Goonies referencing already. <laughs> <laughs> How long, people? Um, twenty minutes. So and so, I mean, with it being a Spielberg production, my dad thought, oh, um, he's watched the Goonies, that'll be fine. He'll watch, he can watch Joe's. <laughs> it's a Spielberg movie. <laughs> um, so watched uh, Joe's was captivated by it, didn't quite understand most of the plot. Um, like I say, a lot of the things just went over my head, but all I can remember was that big fucking shark. <laughs> and, uh, and, and how terrifying it made us feel. And the little thing when it's like people were getting terrified in the shallow end and also the bit where they go to the pond where they say that's the safe area that's the thing yeah and that's where the shark goes to attack like later on in the movie as well and that element just blew me away i would not go near the sea for until i was about 14 or 15 years old (laughs) Um, i didn't need jaws to stop me getting in the water i'm a swimmer but i hate this oh i hate the sea if my feet ain't touching the bottom of something and I can't see the bottom of it, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. just nah. But uh, yeah. there was there was a surprising statistic in that film that scared me. Mm-hmm. Most fatal shark attacks happen within three feet of water. Yeah. So that yeah, I was just like, no, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm no, good. you're fine. You're fine. Um, and one of the things that uh, stood out to us as well that it wasn't even this like an actual like scene of the the shark attacking. It was the picture they used in the book when they were like when the kids were playing on the on the boat. Oh and, yeah, and, and, he's, yeah. And, he's, and he's and they're looking through and reading all the books about sharks, and you see all like the shark bites, and then he's get oh I don't want him in anywhere in the scene. He's get oh come on, don't be being silly. And she opens the book up and she sees the shark drawn, yeah. chomping a hole in the in the boat, and her reaction just to turn around and say get out the get out that boat and listen to your dad. Listen to your dad now. That bit stood stood with me for more than most of the attack as well, just because of how graphic. And I thought, because I was one of those as well. If I'm on board, I'm safe. And I was yep. like, that demonstrates <laughs> that even if I'm on board, I'm fucked. <laughs> you are <laughs> screwed. Yep. It's not a scenario uh, like where you're with your mates and you see a lion and you start putting like tiny shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're never going to outrun that. I don't need to outrun that. I need to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the scenario with a shark. No. Did not know where that was going. I was like, Kev, you could not outrun. All oh, right. Okay. You're trying to outrun me. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> not the scenario yes. with a shark. <laughs> oh, yes. So. Like I say, I know me and Kev recently watched this movie uh, in preparation. I know we, like I say, I've watched it at least once a year, like going back, just because yeah. it is a cinematic. It's it's beautifully done. Beautiful. Story wise, it's very very simple. It's basic. a very very basic story. It's it's there's no twist. There's no anything hidden. It is basically a story that goes from A to B. But mm-hmm. when Spielberg does that, it's brilliant. Yeah, because he's the master to... of telling a simple story. Yeah, you don't need to overcomplicate this. It's mm-hmm. it's about it's a shark film. That's it. Like there's yeah. no there's it's not the Meg. <laughs> 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 that post was aimed at you, by the way. Oh, yeah, I got it. Don't worry. Uh, when it comes out, I will watch it. Um, mm. I don't know why. Um, Sammy, I need to lend you the books for that. Seriously. Yeah, I I know. I saw your comments about it. I will get around to reading them once I've read everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shall we go 
start to finish? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, the only thing I wanted to say as well, because I'm trying to think about it, is this Spielberg's only horror to date? Yeah. Wait, did he oh. have something to do with Poltergeist? Um, Poltergeist and Jewel. Mm, right. Because Jewel was classed as a horror when it came out, because um, mm-hmm. it was a cha- essentially a chase film. Yeah. Did- did he direct Paul the guys? Obviously, just producer. producer. I think he was a producer on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Some people class Jurassic Park as horror. So possibly, yeah. Like I say, it's got I mean, survival it's, horror. There's some fucking terrifying bits in it. So. Oh no! Um, fucking hell! Did you um, see Sam Neill's acting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not going to go there. I joke. Sam Neill. Sam Neill was my hero back then. <laughs> we are nothing in that if... film. We are nothing but positive on here, Ken. <laughs> it was a joke. I know. Um, it wasn't like it was Dominion. <laughs> so, yes. So, back to Jaws. So, it, so this was, like, like only directing-wise, Spielberg's only horror to date. And what I fucking wanted to go out with as well. Um, I I think what, this was one of his first ever movies as well. That potentially, I know he's probably like someone will prove us wrong, but 1975. I don't think he would have worked on much before this. So, Just and you. and I do love the fact, like, say the big thing that came out with this, and he did use this, like, because funny enough, you said Jurassic Park, the same type of premise in future films, like uh, when he does his advertising. Because a lot of people, I say in the movie trailers and everything, shows you everything, like the money shots and things. This is the big thing. This is what you're going to get. There was no reference to the shark at all in any of the trailers. There was no, like say, you did not get to see the shark until you saw the movie. And like I said, mm-hmm. that was the thing that he used in Jurassic Park. You got to see the footprint. You got to see like certain snips, but you never got to see the T-Rex until you see the movie. And I believe he'd done something similar with E.T. and stuff. There wasn't anything like big or anything out there with, with E.T. as well in the advertising. Sorry, Charlotte. There uh, people are, the, the, chat's, the chat's talking about how, because you said, I don't, I think this is like his only horror film to date. And someone went, Crystal, what about Crystal Skull? And then, <laughs> and then Charlotte went, E. Friggin' T. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just chuckling away at these lots. Yeah, extra <laughs> testicle. Yes. Oh, God. We'll put Sammy back in the box, don't worry. <laughs> but yes. I, I pulled that joke for somebody today dressed as a crayon and they did not get that. Oh dear. I said, Oh, you came out the box today, didn't you? And she just looked at us and went, What? And she was dressed as a crayon. Oh, I was like, That joke is wasted on you. Bless you. <laughs> but yes, the opening for Jaws was done. I'll, I'll, it was a typical like 70s or 80s type of movie, the way yeah. like, the shots yeah. started up. It was started like almost Lost Boys style uh, with like the opening on a beach, having um, yeah. a party, young kids being promiscuous and uh, like saying, oh, those teens. Yep. <laughs> almost like a Friday the 13th opening. That's, thing. Yeah. that's what I was, ju- that's what I was thinking. It is very slasherified, the, the opening scene, like that could. Mm-hmm. Quite easily, yeah. just deter into like a slasher film, couldn't it? Just the way that that front bit, that beginning bit, set out. But then, but no. If you think about it, the entire film was a slasher at sea. Yeah. So it, it, it had the premise. <laughs> um, I the the start of this, as you're saying, Paul, is absolutely fantastic. But the music, mm-hmm. um, did you did you hear about uh, John Williams when he was doing the music? No. Um, he showed Steven Spielberg. Spielberg laughed and went, "That's mint. What have you mm-hmm. got planned for Jaws?" So he didn't want it. Um, oh no! <laughs> but John Williams was um, a conductor for the Academy mm-hmm. Awards that year, 
Yeah. Um, so he's conducting the orchestra and the best mm-hmm. score was announced and he won it. So he had to run up on stage, accept the award, come back down, finish his job. It was oh. class. Apparently everyone was laughing their asses off. I do like John Williams. I mean, obviously... You could but do definitely. a podcast just on him, couldn't yeah. you? Oh, no, definitely. I would love to do that. But uh, it's it's amazing that, like, as you said, that's the one of the more iconic things you can remember about Jaws is mm. that music and the slow build. And in some ways, the music was scarier than what you were actually seen at times. Yeah. It was just building yeah. the tensions. And if anyone's listened to the podcast now, um, I have put a little surprise on for you so if you can hear it in the background you might hear a little build up and a little bit of a music so just be careful if you <laughs> if your feet are hanging under a desk or uh, under a chair they might be getting numbed or something so Look, man you know i can scare myself <laughs> doing shit like that <laughs> and i can't even hear the music <laughs> but uh but yes like i said the music was absolutely out there and so before its time as well yeah. um i think a lot of companies then start leading in and like using John Williams to those things. And Spielberg has used them pretty much for like when any, any film you think about now, like E.T., um, Indiana Jones, like all the different aspects and the music things, it, it has them key notes and key things that it, you can tell is it like a John Williams score or, yeah. um, and so on. But it, it's just breathtaking. But, as a start of the film as well, like the way Jaws kicks off with the two people who run off like uh, late at night, young promiscuous girl strips off, goes from the sea, young pisshead, can't even get his shoes off and passes out before he gets in the water. And Lucky see, him. Yeah. Lucky him. him <laughs> with a with a bit of a like a lucky break. But just to see how she got attacked as well. So again, as I said, you don't see the shark. This is the yeah. like thing. It's like the Halloween effect now. It's it's what you what you don't see, and it makes your mind uh, like think. And it, it, you what you think is happening is probably ten times worse than what's actually happening as well. Yeah. But yeah. how violently she gets moved about the water that <gasps> scared the life out of me. Oh, yeah. it was um, it's a thrashing. It, it was bad. I mean, that set the entire tone of the film for me, it was like, wow, this is vicious. But the, um, again, back to the John Williams with the baritone, bird and bird and bird. Like it's essentially, um, as Grant says, it's like a heartbeat building. Yeah. So it's putting the terror in your head as it's going, because you're thinking of your heart. Yeah. So you're actually concentrating more on it. And then obviously, wham, it's like getting hit by a fucking train. I really think that this might've been the first film where music had an effect on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I generally, I generally think that this might have been the first film that I, I actually paid attention to the score, and I think I've done so ever since because the score always kind of narrates where I am in a movie. The only one time it didn't do it was Old Country for No Men because there was absolutely no music played in it, yeah. and that was awful. It, that's it's not sometimes. a nice experience it's no. like you are because you're waiting for like the build up the build the music builds up to give you the attention and it's not there yeah and it's, it's a, a horrible experience yeah it's, it's, Brilliant it's film, not though. nice um going going back to the swimmers on the beach um the aftermath of that where they find like the severed arm mm-hmm. um they couldn't get a prosthetic arm to look real Mm-hmm. Don't tell so, us they used a real one because I can totally see Spielberg doing no, that. No, no, he buried one of his production assistants up to the arm in the side. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. 
it worked. It, got it me really out. does. It, it really does work. And um, my mom actually, my mom thoroughly enjoyed the Sandman podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. Um, and she said, she says there was so many things like that she took away from it that she's not really put into not just Sandman but other things. And it was the the what you don't see scares you more. Yeah. Yeah, and she really like she says it was so. When you said it, I kind of like went, "Oh my god, yeah!" Like I'm not looking at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. and then she started looking at other things, and it like it. And I say it's one thing that Paul always says, like Halloween is one of his favorite films, and it scares him terribly because you, you what you don't see in that movie is is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and she she really really enjoyed. It. I just I had to mention that I was meant to tell you earlier on, but I forgot. No, it's fine. Like I say, we can talk about that at any time. Um, but yeah, like I said, that that's always been a big key for me because I think like my imagination, or like I said, me personally, um, might just show how fucked up about I I can be at times. Is like is normally a lot a ten times worse um, than what you might what you can see, and that's why. I, I do get a little bit disappointed when like modern day horror films go to the extreme to show you the the gore or show you things. I like it's not needed because uh, exactly, and people think it's a shock factor. And fair enough, sometimes things can like sell, like say, like say tickets. Uh, some people like that, like say there is like the the, the torture porn people that no. love either like, elements and stuff. But I think uh, taking back filmmaking and going back to the basics you can tell a story a lot more just with hints and little guides and um and you don't need to know the whole story you don't no. need to know the backstory of everything sometimes that that kills like the magic for you and stuff as well that's yeah. why like so many prequels or uh early or like I, I don't mind expanding the universe that's different because you're telling the story in a different way but then saying oh going back and telling someone's backstory and this is why they said I, I don't really need to know that so it's, like um, that's why it went wrong with halloween Rob Zombies. that's exactly what i was just gonna we, say we that, didn't need to know that yeah, it was scarier I, when you didn't see what was going on yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that was exactly my the point i was just about to make was rob Zombie. that's me oh that was the example anyway <laughs> well this this is what i'm worried about with the friday the 13th thing coming up because apparently it's going to go back and inv- uh, involve jason's father we don't need to see this just give us jason slashing people oh. Oh, yeah, just, just, exactly. Especially what we watched over like the, the a few weeks ago. I yeah. just want to say hack and slash when it comes to Jason. Like, yeah. I don't need anything more. I don't need it to be deep. It's Jason, for God's sake. Just slash yes. But what I really do want to touch on as well, because after this first scene, like, say, when it kicks off with Jaws, and like, see, you see the, because this is when we're introduced to like the main cast now. This is where people start yeah. coming into it. And I just want to touch on because the cast in this movie was unbelievable like like oh, down to the thing not. like roy schneider uh like robert shaw richard dreyfus uh like lauren gray uh, gary sorry and murray hamilton just in like a name a few of the like the main ones there like each one of them played the parts perfectly and yeah. one of the things that me and uh, nick like when we were talking about it yesterday because we both watched it it's a very claustrophobic movie there's yeah. things like with it being on an island as well, which I can totally appreciate. Like everyone's got a different mentality, and it's not one of them ones where, like, when you watch a movie now, people will have a conversation and wait at the cues, take the turns. Where if you watch this back now, you might not have realised that at the time, but if you watch it, people talk over each other, people are having conversations, people interrupt. It's like 
real life, yeah. but it makes you feel like claustrophobic, like you're getting surrounded and like the whole element. Yeah. Like even when they're on the beach, people's walking up and like interrupting, uh, like say Mark, uh, Brody, like when he's doing his watching, like that old guy with the stupid hat. Yeah. Uh, and he's like <laughs> getting in his face and you can see him looking over. It's little elements like that that you don't really notice. It makes yeah. it more real. And yeah. it's yeah. just it's hard to do and like there's there's a scene when um like they're doing the meeting after the like the, the second or the second or the third attack <clears throat> and they've got the whole like like the beach like the whole people who's wanting like the beach to be open for like the motel restaurant owners and stuff and Chief Brody's like trying to explain them and it, it's almost like he's fluffing his lines and he probably was fluffing his lines because he but it gives them a bit of nervous energy and yeah. it's like the time because you wouldn't be confident in that type of situation because you're going against literally everyone. But it's And you'd be it, very frustrated. Yes. Frustration's probably a good word. I, mm. I think the part that makes it more claustrophobic for me and like not so much claustrophobic, more more of a, um, a hard watch for me mm-hmm. is the fact that you've got a town mayor that you, you, we see it in everyday life now. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. He's just thinking about his dollar. That's it's, it. Let's let's call it is it's Boris Johnson. I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh, see, Open the beaches, that everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a usual right wing party essentially. Um, like Liz Trust today. Oh, there's no cost of living crisis. Are you fucking having a laugh? Yes. Yeah, they just pretend it doesn't exist. Absolute melon. But um, uh, but just to go back to like say again, I know we try not to be as political on the on the group, but when we're talking about Jaws, it, it is impossible not, not to, to make these reference. Yeah. And what we've just been through over the last three years, um, with the whole elements of like lockdown, um, like say I, I think when I wrote the article on Jaws that that's on the on the Nerdy Up North uh, website because I like I say, it was one of them films I wanted to go back and talk about because it was very much of the time and I was very angry at the time. Um, basically about what's going on. Jaws was basically like the shark was the coronavirus yeah. and it was attacking people and like say there's nothing we could have done or like or they weren't prepared to protect us. Then after so long of like hiding away, it will start panicking and then they went it's like opening the beaches again, open the restaurants. What was it? Uh, eat out in August. Eat out to help out to try to help the businesses. Where after that the spiked. So it's like almost sending people back to the thing. And if you watch back, this was nineteen seventy five. And same it's thing. same thing happening now, and it just it shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be. And it, it, I, I think when I wrote the article as well, I was so angry at the time of like say the, the comparisons because that's the thing that just slapped us in the face. And again, I, I don't normally like to go there or like say because I think when we start to talk about these type of things, it causes too many arguments or too many things. But I, I think can't this one will all get. Up. I think yeah. this one you'll get full agreement. There will be no arguments on on any side because it's totally right. I remember mm. when you wrote that article. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. People like they argued about the coronavirus and COVID. All that they argued about. It. We understand that everyone has opposing viewpoints. However, when you're telling people, oh, "Don't worry, go in the water," and you know there's a fucking man eater in there, mm-hmm. how can you argue that? Mm-hmm. If, if you argue it, you're a prick. Simple. Mm. <laughs> you can get in the sea <laughs> like that that was my thing when um mm. the mayor was sat there like oh go on go and have a swim i'm sat there why don't you get your ass in the fucking yeah sea? yeah yeah you exactly Leave you get example. in there mate Hang on. yeah because well, that was because that was after the first attack when um when the mayor and everything uh kind of surrounded brody when he was going yeah. to make the decision to close the thing and they got the town doctor 
Um, to say it was to, a propeller. A propeller saying, and, but he's like saying, this is not, uh, like I say, <laughs> what you said to me on the phone. It's like, no, no, definitely a propeller. And then we got the like the famous scene as as would like mentioned when Brody was on the beach and everyone was yeah. kind of around him and there were, like someone came over to talk about parking and stuff like that. <laughs> That's yeah. how ridiculous it was. And then we get this shot because it's this is where Spielberg was an absolute masterclass. Is that that the zoom in boy. or zoom out shot? That, that, the, that was that was afterwards. Both, it, it kind of the outside zoomed out while it zoomed yeah. in. Yeah, and, that, oh that my god! Yeah, that was that was a few minutes before, like like after what, like say what Spielberg was playing with their emotions. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we had the beach scene, so we had the guy and his dog. So we're thinking, oh, the dog's gonna get eaten. The dog's getting it. I the dog. Yeah. The dog's done dog for. Yeah, then you had like this big lady who was going out and like say like floating about. Then you had all the lads that were uh, going and like going on. Then we had the poor young lad, kid on the, the little kid, kid and the boy going out. And his his mum says, "Oh no, you've you've been in the water too long." He's good. Oh, just ten more minutes. You knew it. <laughs> yeah, and he and she goes out in the sea, and that's this is the first time you get like a kind of a glimpse of the actual shark. Yeah, and that how you see him just getting chomped and as Goodwill's pointing out um, he's been banging on it about for the best, best week so I'll give you a due there Goodwill you get the vertigo effect where it's yeah. like zooming on him and everything goes out and that, that shot was just breathtaking yeah. but that's when you knew that the shit was going to hit the fan that, that things was were fucked up and everything beautiful. like that like that, that shot um, where you see the Kentner boy getting eaten mm-hmm. and you just see the fin come over and the tail splash and then blood. Mm-hmm. Did you see the original version of that where you saw the shark's head mm-hmm. where it had him in its mouth? I've seen, I've a, seen the YouTuber thing that was on. So I watched it. There's a mm-hmm. black and white photo of it, Sammy. I'll send you in the chat. It is Thanks. a fucking nightmare fuel. Oh, get in. It's um, honestly it's <laughs> awful, but we decided not to use that and just to sort of give you a bit of a bit of a tease instead. I think that works better, especially because yeah. it's it, it, it's actually almost an afterthought because you're all you still for all you you're still looking on the beach, you're still looking mm. for who's gonna get you don't realise Mm-hmm. Until a few minutes later, that holy shit, it's actually happening right now. Yeah. Um, and when she goes looking for her son, <gasps> yeah, oh, that it's it's the fact that she's not screaming or crying. She's mm-hmm. calm as like she's so calm, and that's and I don't think I could be. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be that calm. I'd be hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. but she is so calm, and that's what sets me off. Yeah, and she stays calm throughout the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Even yep. when she slaps him, she still doesn't raise her voice. That was um, that was actually a real slap. Uh, I've sent you that in the chat, by the way, Sammy. <laughs> um, that was actually a real slap. The woman that was playing her couldn't fake a slap, so they'd done 17 takes of that, and Roy Schneider said it was the most painful experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ge- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sorry for anyone who's listening. I've just looked at that picture. Um, <laughs> um, the the kid actually, the kid in that picture owns a restaurant now. Mm-hmm. A themed restaurant, <laughs> yep. and didn't he serve his mother? No, um, she came in and he didn't she know. Came in. She came yeah. in. He was in the back, and she goes, "Oh, the Kintness sandwich. What's that?" So they explained that the the owner played the kid in Jaws. She was mm-hmm. like, "I played his mom." 
So they ran out the back to get him, and they had a bit of reunion in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, lovely story. Yeah, there's loads of little stories like that about this movie as well. It's a strange one because out of a horror movie, you always hear like bad things or like curse and stuff, but like there's nothing but like positivity that comes out of this movie that you hear. Like there's always good stories. Uh, Uh, Richard Dreyfus and Robert. No, 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 no. Richard Richard Dreyfus is amazing. Don't, don't. He's amazing, but he's. He he brings problems with them. <laughs> Ask Bill Murray. Him and Bill Murray hate each other. Yeah, him and Robert Shaw hated each other on this because yeah. Robert Shaw was an alcoholic and yes. uh, fluffed all his lines because he carried on drinking too much. However, yeah. um, the the best speech in that film, the, mm. the USS Indianapolis scene. We'll come to that, and it will come to that later. Because, like I say, I've yeah. done some research on that. Because there's so many rumors yeah. and things flying about. I wanted to actually find out. Oh, about that's that. cool. So, um, um, I've, I've, actually, I've, I've actually looked into this as well. So. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he's done his homework. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, we're at the so, kid, yeah. the boy. So the, so, yeah, kid's the kids dead. Kids being killed, and like I say, then it's all kicking off. We're back to the meeting now with, um, yeah. like I say, with all the like the politicians and stuff, and this is where. We like I say we'll get introduced to Robert Shaw's character, uh, Quint, because he's basically everyone's going manic, and like I said, no one knows what they're saying. They're asking all the wrong questions, saying, "Oh, how long the beach is going to be open?" And, and Roy Scheider's character, Brady Brody's like, "Well, we need to kill the shark." And like the mayor just turns around and says, "24 hours," and you can tell there's friction there, and it's like, "Why the fuck would like I know people depend on your livelihood, but." Why would you put lives at risk? But it, it was a different, well, not to say a different time. It still happens to this day. Yeah. But uh, you would like to think um, it would happen. But I know because Nick's got family in Australia and there was a shark attack only, a, like, say, yeah. six months ago. Yeah, my family are over there. Yeah, and they opened the beach the next day just with an extra shark yeah. warning kit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's like a regular occurrence it, for them. This is the thing in places mm-hmm. like um, Australia, the Red Triangle in California, between uh, California and um, mm-hmm. Hawaii, um, around Martha's Vineyard, where Jaws was actually filmed. Yes, this this is a regular occurrence for them. They know what to do. They know what to look out for. Um, so when you see schools of fish balling together towards the shore, get the fuck out of the water. They yeah. already know this, so they just put a flag up and a warning. Yeah, they have edu- they, you know, they, edu- they educate their people and they actually listen. Yeah. And they don't, especially Australia. The, I remember me uncles went out because, like I say, we've got a lot of family over there. And my uncle went out for a holiday and mm-hmm. um, see the family, and he said, "Watching people, it, he says there was no warning. They just knew what to do, and they mm-hmm. simply he says the, the it was so many people in the water, and then all of a sudden they were just out, and you could see it, mm-hmm. just yeah. just as clear as day." Just going across the, the the water, but everyone just got it was so calm. They mm-hmm. got out, they knew what they were doing, but yeah, they yeah. get educated in it, and they mm-hmm. they the, do the, what they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say the same if it happened over here. Well, <laughs> we probably have someone trying to fight the shark. <laughs> no, we um we had a, shark, a confirmed shark spotting um in uh, I think it was Cornwall a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fin um spotted a couple, um about hundred and twenty meters out. From, mm-hmm. the, uh, from the actual beach yeah. um, and everyone just calmly got out of the water how two kids it, kicked off and, um, uh, depends what kind of shark it was because I know was, there's Baskin sharks down yeah, there we, we get Baskin sharks, we get poor beagles but we don't really get man eaters in Britain we get the occasional thresher popping up or a spinner that's about but, it but I'd, I'd, dare say, I'd dare say it won't be too long Well, I won't. it was, might, might not be in our <laughs> lifetime 
but with the water seas, because we already in, are getting regular dolphins and stuff in the yeah. in the northeast sea, I get roker and stuff like that. So, like I said, they do swim in the same waters. It just needs to warm up a little bit. And where global, global warming's warming. one's going, it could be yeah. sharks in the next 20, 30, 50 years. I'd say before that, to be honest with you, I mean, I we've got here. sharks that have been emigrating out of the med. Um, obviously, we've had great whites, tigers, magos, threshers, hammerheads. They've all been in the med for years, and they're all starting to come out of the med now with it being warmer. So, mm. it, so yes. it'll happen some now. Some class like names for sharks, mind, isn't there? Oh, I love sharks. I'm one of the beautiful creatures. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Um, it was Jaws that got me into this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And okay. I read a book by Ron and Valerie Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. And I literally had some pictures in there that were just absolutely beautiful. Gave mm-hmm. me mum and dad nightmares because they handed it down to me. And I was just like, this is class. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, um, like I say, when we're thinking about like all the things that's coming, like, like if Jaws does come to the Northeast, I'd like, hopefully I'll be long gone. But fuck, I'd be terrified. <laughs> but I'd be intrigued, but I, obviously I wouldn't want to be in the water, but I'd certainly be intrigued to see the size. It's the size that mm. gets us it's yeah. the i mean and we're doing comparison on different sea life creatures and like looking at the size of them and i'm like i mean mine was blown like i had no words for like shit that's really big you said to your husband shit that's really big it was a whale we were talking about <laughs> all right uh, uh, what, what were you comparing sizes of it was it had nothing to do with my husband <laughs> oh bless him sorry please not watching because he did he did the other week he turned he turned it on to see what like on youtube to see what we were doing and what we we're talking about and then turned it off and i was like oh so, uh, so you do that then <laughs> just to, just to check up in yeah but yes um like I say, in the movie though, the next like say the part after the meeting is when we get introduced to Richard Dreyfuss's character, Matt uh, Matt Hooper, who are, is one of like probably the character I love other than yeah. Shaw, because um, he was just manic. He was just had like that type of energy. But like I say I'm a big Richard Dreyfuss fan anyway, yeah. so anything he does, oh, like say, I've, I've yeah. not. They've seen him in very many bad things. Uh, even in Red 2, he was entertaining. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen him in a role where I haven't enjoyed him in. No, me neither. Me I mean, neither. You're, you're talking to a man that counts Another Stakeout as a good film. So. Oh, yes, Stakeout Another Stakeout is a good film. He's so eccentric. And I think the first, time I, the first time I ever saw him in a calm role mm. was Stand By Me. Yes. And that was literally because he was doing the narrator of it. And yeah. <laughs> everything else, he, like um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, he was all over the mm-hmm. all over the place, but in like the best way possible. Yeah. Yes. He's absolutely off the map and he's impossible to direct because he's got his own style of movement. Yeah. And, and it works. And but, I think that's what really pissed Bill Murray off. In, is it all about Bob? Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, and it's easy to piss Bill Murray yeah. off. Yeah. So that's, that's not, not a nice No, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm always going to love him for for the obvious, but not I'm not, person. I can't defend him when it comes to Reese's behaviour. <laughs> but, nah. but in this movie, um, I loved the like the banter and like you could tell there was friction between them yeah. but uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus, when both of them were together it was absolutely magic I know they didn't yes. get like say later on in the movie 
But um, like I say, the whole introduction when the the maid get, like put a three thousand pound dollar bounty on yeah. the head of a shark, so you had all these kids and these um, yeah. local, local yokels or people come out of town to try and claim this bounty, and they were just loading up the like the ships with like as much crap as possible, and you could see um, like I say. Richard Jeffers' character, Matt Hopper, just Hoover walking down the aisle saying, he's going to die, he's going to die. <laughs> and, and it was so well done. And like you can tell Brody was like a man that was on the edge at this point, trying to keep control because his deputy was useless yeah. as fuck. He was just sitting there watching people like go off and he's like, you know these people. And he's like, these aren't islanders. These are people that I don't know. Let's do something to stop them going out. Because even when you see them... like going in the sea the chum in the water right next to each other like the yeah. like the thrown get uh, explosives like cherry bombs into the water and stuff just to try and get reactions and it was just like chaos and bedlam as yeah. as as it probably would have been at that time and it, the franticness just made you that little bit like more wary and the scene i loved as well is when richard dreyfus his character says okay i want to go and see the body of the the first kill, oh, I... and you and you see him come in, and you you expect him like this is almost like he's in a in a conflict with himself. Yeah. So he's trying to stay as professional as he can, and you can tell he's just horrified and struggling, just just to witness and deal with what he what he's seeing, and just that 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 acting in that part and that thing was just breathtaking. And if you watch it yeah. back now. It's mesmerizing because you see him. He's he goes from basically normal to absolutely sick in his stomach. His eyes go as wide. It, it's almost like you can see him start sweating, yeah. <laughs> and he's dealing with it. And he's like getting a drink, and like the other people around him are just watching him. And the way like you see Richard Dreyfuss handle that scene is just like it blows you away. That like it's not that's not real. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah he's um he's very good at kind of splitting his performance so to speak mm-hmm. like where he's playing someone that you can't relate to but at the same time you can yeah. because you don't have the knowledge that he has you don't know what he knows but you can feel what he's feeling yeah that's he's, exactly it. he's very good at pulling that out of you and you're absolutely right with that like that's that scene alone is one of the best performances mm-hmm. in this film it's mm-hmm. really uncomfortable to watch and mm-hmm. um, the fact that you can see him visibly shaking Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if Spielberg literally got a seven off. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like honestly, I, I couldn't put it past him if mm. there was like some realism in there. Um, mm. I re- if we just go back to Quint's um, entrance when he mm. drags his the nails. nails oh oh yeah. my god, what an entrance! Yeah, I think mm. that man is absolutely fantastic in this role. He's just oh, I understand like frictions between actors and such but, but it works it worked yeah. it re- you kind of think to yourself was it done on purpose possibly no, they, but, um, they, they, they genuinely the, yeah they genuinely had a hate with each other because um, Robert Shaw was a massive alcoholic and mm-hmm. um, he used to drink between sets and just absolutely fuck everything I, up. Did, he didn't, did he, he died shortly after? Like, two years, yeah. two years after making the movie. Two years. Did, yeah. did he um, even get to see it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he got oh. to see it. Um, but he he was he wasn't a nice person. He he was horrible to work with. Apparently, however, mm. when he, he didn't right. have a drink, he was the most professional man on the face of the planet. Um, mm. So this, when you see Robert Shaw as Quint, 
and you mm-hmm. see those memorable performances, that's when he hadn't had a drink. Mm-hmm. And when you see him kind of stumbling his lines a little bit, that's when you mm-hmm. know he had. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it, his performance was just mesmerising. Like, yeah. like Quint is one of my favourite characters on any film. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if it's the, you know, you could tell there's experience behind those eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like he's, he's seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> he, was, um, he, he was very... Um, going back to the like introduction between Quentin Hooper, I don't need this working class hero bullshit. Yeah. Um, he was literally the epitome of working class. He had the, mm. the thousand yard stare from war. He had the trophies. He had like everything. Scars. Hanging up what he needed, the scars, mm. the rough hands, the, the business, making mm. his own drink um, that was basically turpentine. <laughs> 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 he, he was the epitome of a hard bastard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the delivery they couldn't have cast it any more perfect yeah. and for me quint was just he mm-hmm. was perfect casting um unreal yeah. well that's that's the thing Agreed. you got the you got the introduction of quint and then like throughout the movie it was like teased a little bit like yeah. like after the yeah. like say the the desperation of all the islanders when they thought they caught the like the tiger sock the sock they're going to come out and hop a Hooper just comes in, looks at it, and goes, "Yeah, the bite radi- radius radius is not yours." And they're saying that's a that's a killer shark, which it was. Yeah, I'd say the size of it, it was a big shark. Um, so in all essence, the hope and this was his, but it was the fact that Hooper was the one that was getting. No, I'm pissing on your parade here. That's not it. We it's need- not a man eater. Well, that, it's not your man eater. It's not your man eater. Correct. And they were like, they made the decision to open the beaches and make do everything again on the basis that. The caught this shark and Hooper being like the man of sense was good for me to cut open and the mere kind of kibosh that was good, like wait no we're not opening this shark on the beat and thing I made the excuse that they didn't want to see the little boy yeah. come out of it uh, and and be spilled all over the deck so that was the the excuse they used it was a it was a good reasoning though um but mm-hmm. they could have just took it into a warehouse they could have took it into a boat shed and mm-hmm. done it there yeah um but yeah that again nail on the head Paul uh, the, just where he's arguing but he's using sense mm-hmm. he's like it's a man eater it's not native to these shores there's a chance that it is but I'm telling you it's not it's yeah. not your man eater this isn't the shark that's done this and mm-hmm. at that point and you see the size of that shark you're thinking the fuck's bigger than that exactly exactly <laughs> you're like, you if that's not the shark <laughs> then what is the shark but what it's I like, love yeah but what I love about this as well this was probably around about half an hour, 45 minutes in the movie. Yeah. We've not seen the shark. Yeah. We've That's how fin. clever <laughs> we've seen like elements, but we've not seen the actual physical like form and stuff, but was done so well. And I think it was around about this time you got the, like, I think like a few scenes before we've got the two yokels that go on the, the dock. My favorite and, scene of the film. <laughs> and try and try and like say, get, get the, the roast, roast beef for the, yep. for the Sunday lunch. Um, and because he's like saying, "Oh, my wife's going to kill us if we don't do it, catch the shark." So on this little wooden dock, and throwing the meat in, and so just sitting there, and then you hear the music, the doodum, doodum, and then it comes on, like say after them, and moves up to the um, like say actually pulls the dock off, and it like yep. rips it off, and that's when you realise how big this fucker is. Yep. And they played that brilliantly because it was one of the most tense scenes in the film mm-hmm. because you can hear common sense from the fella on the jetty. Trust mm-hmm. us, 
don't look back, keep <laughs> swimming, move faster. And all you can see is just this piece of wood moving. And how clever is that? You can yeah. hear panic in someone's voice. Blatantly, the other fellow's panicking because he's swimming faster and he's proper panicking trying to scramble up. And all you can see is a piece of wood. Yeah. It was. That's what's scaring shot. you. Yeah. <laughs> beautifully shot. You're essentially scared of a piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that <laughs> film's making you do at this point. Yeah. You are terrified mm-hmm. of that wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was absolutely fantastic. I don't care what anyone says about Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He knows how to get the job done. Yeah. Yes. And like I say, from that point, uh, you, you were kind of like waiting with bated breath, like what's going to be the next step and what's going to happen next. Yeah. And that's when basically the mayor says, right, doesn't matter what you do or what it costs, we get the beach open. You'll have the extra deputies, which they do get. And like yeah. I say, they've, they've got a perimeter out on the beach. Um, anything that you would think to do the correct thing. And then the beach is full. It was uh, on the 4th of July. So the, yeah. the mayor was, it was a famous saying, the mayor's walking along and he goes to the old couple with the grandkids and says, why are you not in the water? Get in the water. Which my response would have been, fuck you off. Get in the water. <laughs> you get in the water. But yeah, but this is like small town. Uh, the Oakles scared of the mayor, so they go in. And everyone watches them. Everyone starts having fun. And one of the funniest scenes in the film is the fin comes down and the mass panic that causes is yeah. just brilliantly done. And again, you feel that panic because I would be doing the same. I would be knocking every footer out the way to get out of that water yeah, as yeah. quick as I can. Oh, I. Oh, I'd run just to get out. I'm not going to lie. I would literally be throwing people over my shoulder at the shark so I can get away. You literally could do that. <laughs> yeah, giant I'm, not, I'm not going to You're a giant. <laughs> well, yes. Like, literally, toddlers. Nah, sorry. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs> but um, that element would be, like, say, so brilliant done. And it turns out it's just two little fooling kids. And when they come out yeah. of the water, the only thing that does surprise me a little bit is when they come out the water and you know it's two kids and they can see it's fake why have they still got all the guns pointed at them because <laughs> they're probably thinking you little bastards i should probably just do this for a public service announcement like, <laughs> don't yeah. fuck without beaches this is what you'll get so yeah they, they, they could literally probably shoot that kid and the shark would come for the yeah. kid and then they could think well you know bang, job done yes it was a worthy sacrifice but that scene leads to the fucking one of the, mo- one of the best shark scenes in film history because they got it so right yeah. with just how it comes up and you, you don't see anything because it matches with the water, like it's yeah. proper and camouflage. It and then her. you see the turn and you just yeah. see the eye and a bit of white and the mouth. Mm. And it, oh, but if it's, it's just a, a great white. Yeah, it's just the build up to that scene as well because like everyone's frantic on the beach. It, it it starts bringing the adrenaline down. Yeah. I think that's what Spielberg does as well. It gets he gets Clever. you behind it without without changing jump scares. Yeah. There is a very famous jump scare which we'll come there to is. in this one. But a lot of horror movies do base like on jump scares. This one it's like it's just raising the adrenaline <coughs> levels, and so it's bringing you down. So you think it's calm, and then you hear the the girl in the background saying "shark." There's a shark going into the pond, yeah. and you realise that's where his kids are as well. And the realization not on Brody, because Brody's still in panic mode at the moment. It's yep. his wife. And his wife goes, Michael's in the pond. And you mm-hmm. see them there in the in the boat, and you see the sh- the fin, you see the tail, and this is where you get a true like like 
little bit of a tease on the size of this fucker. Yeah. And <laughs> it goes under the, the boat and knocks them over because the guy's going, oh, are you kids okay? Knocks them over. And as Kev said, that scene, it, but it's done so quietly. There's no, there's like, other than the Jaws music, that's very like toned down at this point. And as you said, it's just, you see the shark face for the first time. It turns to the side, still underwater, and you see him just engulf that poor bloke. And you just oh, see him just, you just see him just go, oh, and that's it, him gone. No other thrashing, no other thing. And they do a the camera shot where it's basically just the camera and he goes past Michael, the young kid. Oh, and... we've got the leg. <laughs> oh, the leg, the leg drops. The leg drops to the bottom of the sea. Um, Hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you see him just swim past um, Michael and you see the shock in the face and that's when he goes into shock and that's where other kids drag him out of the water and like one of the th- heartbreaking sounds that you hear in the film is Chief's Brody's wife go he's dead and he's like no no he's not he's just in shock yep. so she's like thinking that her son's dead because of like what's happening in this pond and then this is where the film gets rammed up uh, the notches as well because um, actually was it before this scene that um, Chief Brody and Hopper Hooper go out like to scout about and they find Ben Grimm was it, is it Ben Grimm? Uh, not Ben Grimm, um, Ben Graham um, ben and it is before this scene this is, yeah. this is the jump scare mm-hmm. um, it's after they cut the tiger shark open because Brody's like I'm not drunk enough to go in the water and Hooper's like yeah you are <laughs> so they yeah. have a bit of a laugh about it they have a bit of banter on the boat it's when you find out Hooper's family's worth millions um, he pays for all his own equipment mm-hmm. um, they think it's a school of fish on the sonar it's not, it's Ben's boat mm-hmm. um, and obviously we, we all know the jump scare and this is where Steven Spielberg says it best mm-hmm. every scary film should only have one big scare because after that you're expecting it so mm-hmm. if he can keep you on the edge of the seat without giving you the scare Mm-hmm. He's done his job, and it was perfect. Yeah. This one scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Is this the eye one? That yeah, yeah, where the head comes out of the boat yeah. when yeah, and jumps in. And it's got little yeah. like worms out of his eye. No, which, which, is, which we watched in 4K yesterday, and it was yeah. very gross and graphic. <laughs> I don't honestly, do eyes. <laughs> I honestly prefer this film in standard definition with the green. I mm. can't watch it in 4K. I, I kind of get what you mean. It, clearing it up is like taking away mm. just a little bit of that magic. Just yep. seeing it in its original greenish, mm. like off colour, because the colours aren't popping. They yep. are quite Muted. quite sombre. They, uh-huh. they all blur in and it works for the, the actual yeah. shark. Um, I get it's like that. Putting, it's like putting Carpenter's Halloween in 4K. It doesn't work. Mm. Give us the green. Give us the height. Yeah, I, I get it. I get that. Yeah, but yeah, this this scene was fantastic. Um, again, Paulie were right with this one. Like, mm-hmm. this is a. Mm-hmm. I mean, as can you remember this scene as a kid when you first watched it? I did. I wasn't expecting the head to fall down. off. I was acting like a small fish or something like that. I thought yeah. we knew we were going to get a jump there. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to get the shark. Um, like even as a kid, I knew how these type of things worked. Yeah. Um, but one of the like say the beautiful scenes as well, which again we just missed out because like say well, I'm getting too excited here. Um <laughs> is the scene where Brody's like in the house having his tea and he's kind of like spent he's 
basically beaten down. Like I say, he's getting it from all yeah. angles. He's and, knackered. And his son's just sitting there and he starts copying him. And I believe this was ad-libbed as well. It wasn't actually rehearsed where his son's like copying off him and doing his like, Anything that he does, like if he takes yeah, a drink, mimicking. yeah, and he's mimicking. Like it was supposed to be, like I, I believe. Again, I could be wrong. There was believe- a lot, a lot of ad libbing in this film. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. Um, it's about like seventy percent script, and the rest mm-hmm. is ad libbed. Yeah, mm-hmm. same with the most famous line of the film. Yeah, ad libbed. Yeah, but the ad libbed. But it's just it brings it like a little bit homely, and it like it, it gives the film a little bit more innocence. If yeah, that makes sense, because it, it makes does. it like family. It, it could be like yeah. my dad, your dad. It could, it it brings that realization that this is not just a horror film or a film about a shark. This is about people's lives and how it's affecting yeah. them lives I, as well. I genuinely love that scene. I always did. Um, the part that got me with uh, going back to the kid being hospitalized with shock and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you can you can tell that he's in shock. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh, do you want anything? He's like, yeah, I want me cars. Do you want anything else? Ice cream? He's like, yeah, coffee. Which kid orders fucking coffee ice cream? Of course he was in shock. <laughs> he, was, he was like three, he was like five years old or something. Come on, man. Yeah. It was all about Neapolitan. Yes. Neapolitan. <laughs> I like the cheap vanilla ice cream yes. with cheap jelly. That's, yes. That was my tipple. <laughs> coffee ice cream at that age. Come we, on. We are, <laughs> are spoiled these days. Like I say, when we were kids, we used to get the, the block of flea flavors. Remember that? You used to have vanilla. Yep. Red and chocolate. The that red was Neapolitan. Was, that was Neapolitan. All oh, right, I remember. But it was different. in. A, it wasn't a block, though, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a block with a cardboard box <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the red was horrible. I remember that. that was I was just. I was like the vanilla or the chocolate. I used to hate the red. <laughs> it was too sweet. It was far too sweet. The the strawberry one. It was. Oh, I loved it. It was like almost syrupy. Mm. But, but, but you see, my point exactly. Did any yeah. of you ask for coffee ice cream? <laughs> no, we did this not. This kid was in absolute, shock. <laughs> absolute sadist of the kid. <laughs> but this, again, comes back to how brilliant the acting was yeah. uh, after this bit. Like I said, the mayor the walks in. You can tell he's in shock yeah. as well. He's, like, panicking, doesn't know what to do. And the anger for Brody, like I say, you can tell that's a father and son. He's no longer the, the chief of police. He's yep. reacting because his son, that, yeah. that was the thing and how he pulled him to one side and said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get Quint. Uh, we're going to pay him what he wants. This has got to end. We can't yep. keep doing this. And he's getting, and the mayor's saying, oh, we can save August. He went, you're the mayor of Shark City now. You yeah. are fucked. This, nobody's going to come here unless we get this sorted now and this is the way to do it. And the way he gets the mayor to sign and like I say, how he leaves the mayor as well is just perfectly done. And that that's basically the end. We get like finished with the mayor. I wish someone done that with Boris Johnson, but again, that that's well, they did. another story. <laughs> it just took like two lot fucking years. <laughs> but, um, but yes, and then this is where the movie takes off and it's, mm-hmm. it, it goes from yeah. basically the the drama, the like, say the thriller, the the pace. This is where we get yeah. the horror. This and is this is where you're going to get more talk from me because this has some of my favorite movie scenes ever. I I don't don't get us wrong. I love the build up. I love the you know this is what we're aiming to do. I'm or I'm I'm in it on the boat. Mm-hmm. That's when my attention is like proper taken because there is some. It's like acting one oh one. 
with three of the most greatest actors of all time mm-hmm. in just just a, um, a continuous scene. Two and a half. I, I wouldn't class Roy Schneider. I, I, it was a deep, he was uh, great deep. in Jaws, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't mind him. I generally what? don't mind him, but I think... He, he was a, good in Sequest DSV. It's an acting class right there. Even yeah. if you're just looking at Rich and Dreyfus, it's an <laughs> acting class. It is superb. The chemistry between the three of them on that boat is... Mm-hmm. Even if it was fake, I thought it was electric. I really well, did. Th- this is what I was go- like going back to before, um, with them two absolutely hating each other. Mm-hmm. It worked. Yeah. yeah. The animosity was there. It worked. But the scenes where they're laughing and joking uh-huh. were absolutely fantastic that as well. So you could scene. tell they mm-hmm. were professional. Yeah. And they were just like, he was having a good day off the drink. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Dreyfus was like, I really respect him when he's like this, and you yeah. you can tell that the respect was there, yeah. and it was um it was great. Um, but going back to um what what you were saying before about Quint, um, when we got introduced to him, do you know <laughs> what the original scene for that was meant to be? No. Um, the original scene was meant to be Quint sat in the cinema watching Moby Dick, the Gregory Peck version, <laughs> doing that exact thing. It all the terrible special effects and how badly it was. Um. So everyone else got up and started leaving. Then it pans back, and it's literally just Quint sat there laughing at the film. Um, but you know Spielberg, liked it? <laughs> Spielberg approached Gregory Peck for it because um, he owns parts of the film, and he goes, mm-hmm. "No, I'm not going to give you it." He's like, "Well, why not? Do you not think the film's going to work?" He goes, "It's not that. I think the film's going to be fantastic. However, I literally don't want anyone to watch this version of Moby Dick. It's awful." <laughs> <laughs> Gregory Peck is such a good guy. (laughs) Such a good guy. Um, It's him in The Omen, isn't it? I fucking love that film so much. I have watched it so many times this year. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous and we're only at August. Um, But the the scene where they are joking and laughing and carrying on, all that animosity that was beforehand pays off right there. Yeah, really well because it because it starts off like on the deck on the like when the boat when mm-hmm. they're setting up the boat to go out yeah. and Quinn's giving his demands and and Brody's just going yep you've got it you want bo- bottles of brandy you can have two yeah, cases beach brandy uh, and basically uh, Hope is like I'm coming aboard and he's like and you can tell there's he didn't want them there yeah. so that's when he starts testing him saying here's a rope do or not yeah um and you can tell the anger is there and even when he throws in the rope to show him that he's done that quint doesn't even look at it he just throws it on the floor um, yeah like he didn't care in the first place yeah give us your hands you've got city hands yes and that's as again kev said the line earlier it's good uh the working class bullshit um uh, like I say that but like quint has that working class like background hot Hopper has the knowledge that Quint doesn't have. Yeah. So again, it like I said, they, they kind of were the yin and yang, so they weren't ever going to be best friends. No. But as as the journey got went on, like as you said, they might not have like, gone on behind the scenes, but as as they portrayed, because both two brilliant actors and the respect kind of like yeah. seeped through. But the whole element I loved, like say the whole chemistry of everything on this on the boat. Uh, how they're going out, like the planning and 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 so on. Um, how Quince like singing these sea shanties and stuff. This, <laughs> this was the this was the genius part for me because you could see Ellen Brody sat there nervous as fuck, sending Martin off to do this job, mm-hmm. and Quint just kind of turns around, looks at her, winks, 
Farewell and adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. <laughs> and just walks off laughing. It's like, fucking hell, man. She's yeah. sending her husband to the death. <laughs> and you're going to sing sea shanty songs. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> it was class. But that's the thing I think Quint was. He was overconfident like oh, I... from the start. Yeah he, he, yeah. he thought he was this like shark fisherman and that no one was going to touch him. No one was going to catch this beast and he was going to get paid for it, which is fair enough. Yeah. It, it's what he's done and how he was, was going to do it. Made his living. Yeah, exactly. And as I said, this is when they start going out and they start, like, say, becoming fishermen. And Roy Scheid is making all the mistakes possible. Like, say, that's why he's given, like, the shit end of the job. So he's basically yeah. doing the chum. And <laughs> this is when we see the shark close up, is when, like, say, it's one of the famous scenes. Uh, uh, he's basically doing chum the chum in the water. Chum in the water. It's in the background. Um, the shark comes up and just sees and you see the look on his face and that's it's, like the, it's the jump up when he jumps yeah. up and moves back i what, love that scene what gets me with it is the fact that he's in the foreground the shark's in the background but it's focused on him yeah so the shark's still quite out of shot like it's not it's like in, a blur yeah it's not in focus yeah. properly and mm-hmm. that little just that second that you see it just pop up and sort of hang there and then mm-hmm. drop again and he's just like oh you yeah. can literally see the colour drain out yeah. of his arsehole and run down his leg. Yeah. And, and he, then we uh, get, his balls are gone. And then we get the famous scene, uh, famous line, sorry. We're going to need a bigger boat. Which comes <laughs> into that so many times. Are, are you going to call to get a bigger boat? And it's uh, completely ad-libbed, um, <laughs> beautiful. The scene that I like before that, um, just before that happens, um, was when he's pulling the knots and the compressed air comes out and Hooper starts kicking off. Yes. And um, Quint was the voice of reason for once. He's like, I'll tell you what, Chief, you just ask me which line to pull next time. Because Cooper's <laughs> kicking off like, you pulled the wrong fucking line. Oh, I'm a proper hissy fit. And Quint, knowing that his back's up, just, Chiefy, <laughs> just gives him a wink again. It's, yeah. the, it's the line before the famous line I love. It's where he says, you're going to chump some of this shit. Yeah. And then chucks it in the water. And then that's when, <laughs> yeah, I love that line. The, we're going to need, you know, we're going to need a bigger board, obviously is incredibly mm. iconic line, but it's the one before it that I actually think's the best, better line. Yeah. <laughs> but... it's, it's beautifully done. But at this mm. point, I mean, You've seen Quinn being an absolute fucking dick, but then yeah. you've seen him, he now Hooper's backs up, so he's just going to sit and have a laugh and ride him now. We've yeah. all got a mate like that. We yeah. all have a mate like that, and we know I, who they are. i tell you what, though, because I, I didn't actually get it when I was a kid, like, the importance of the, the little bit, like, these little elements. Yeah. But when I watch it back now, it shows you, like, this how scary it is, and, and it shows you uh, uh, Quint's like fear growing as well is when he shoots the barrels in. Yeah. Yeah. And like each barrel that goes into like uh, Bruce, we'll call him Bruce, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> and um, each time it goes in and he pulls it under, you, you can see Quint losing his confidence. Yep. Three barrels. You kind of go down with three barrels. That's mm. impossible. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's very clever what Quint does though, um, trying mm. to lure him to the top and then tire him out and drown him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very clever method which does work. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done this. They've done the research on this. The half. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it's rare to get a shark to the surface. It's very rare in deep water. But even with that, like massive, like 
jump up, they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. No sharks do it. They do. Yeah. Um, mm. Great white sharks are the only sharks that will breach the water to get the prey. Like you'll <laughs> see, great whites literally leaping out of the water. Um, but they're the only sharks that will do that. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see tiger sharks poke the head out. It's called surface hopping, so they know mm-hmm. where they're going. Like if there's prey on top of the water, um, great whites do it as well. Uh, but it's it's rare to get a shark to the top of the water to get something into it. Um, you've mm-hmm. got to be in the water with it normally. Yeah, uh, oh, but that's good it's, to know. It's a hard thing to do. That's why they chum the waters and get the meat floating on the top. Chum um, the waters. <laughs> it's, it's really clever how they've done that part. Um, mm. But Robert Short, he, he done it perfectly. You could see, as you say, the confidence going. Um, mm. But mm. that confidence going kind of played into a new dynamic of the relationship between him mm. and Hooper. Because yeah. not long after that, you hear him sitting there saying, Hoover, what does that stuff do that you've got there? And you can see him turning towards technology rather than yeah. his yeah. methods. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's thinking like, I need to, I need to branch out here now. That, yeah, that was, we need that to was, work together. Yeah, that was after he fucked the boat though. That wasn't it. Cause he, yeah. like I said, that was when he made the mistake. But um, like I say, cause before this like happened, we got like say the big famous scene and like what is talked about now as the ultimate Jaws scene, like I say, the, the whole element and the dynamic, like this, it was done in a single shot as well. That's how beautiful it was. Yeah. Um, like I say, when they're sitting there on the boat, having a few drinks, trying to relax because the tension's been building up. So they're kind of just breaking each other's balls. And then like him and Hopper's going, uh, Hopper's going through all the scars. I uh, love that scene. Mary Ellen, uh, she broke my heart. Uh, <laughs> but, but like before that is like uh, when he does, does his jumper and uh, Roy Schneider's character, Brody goes to him and goes, are you wearing a sweater under there? Like with him having yeah, a hairy the chest. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a ni- nice little uh, like quint, but then um, when they talked about it and saying about the tattoo that was removed, and yeah. he mm-hmm. mentions it now. Uh, throughout the years, there's been so many rumors and so many different theories on this as well. People said it was completely ad libbed that was done on the moment. Wasn't um, what I've when I've done some research about it, um, I think Spielberg done an interview with Ian Cool News. Um, poss- I think that might be the source I used. He sat down and said, so what happened with this? He went, right, they wanted to give Quint some depth and reason why he was who he was. So they sat around thinking about it and then it was the USS Emmett, was it? Or what was it? Indianapolis. Indianapolis, that was it. They knew about that story. And they knew about what happened. It was delivering the bomb and how it was taken down by a submarine. So they went, we can use that element. And Robert Shaw went, right, give us 10 minutes, went away, wrote down the speech and wrote down everything and and went, okay, we'll do it like this. And Spielberg went, right, fair enough. You go for it. This is your character. You know your character. So it wasn't, it wasn't ad-libbed, but it was Robert Shaw who kind yeah. of done it. And that was from the interview I read. I don't know if you've read anything different there, Kev. Um, so essentially with this one, um, again, there is something different to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't Robert Shaw. It was originally part of the script. Um, mm. Robert Shaw actually nearly lost his job over this right. because he was piss mortal fucking drunk. Yeah. And he wasted an entire fucking day shooting because he couldn't get the speech down. He kept mm-hmm. stumbling over his words, which he does mm-hmm. a fair bit throughout the film. Um, but mm-hmm. it works in that context. Yeah. yeah. With this context, it didn't work. It was a serious discussion. It was meant to make you feel pity for him. It was meant mm-hmm. to make you understand why he hated sharks. And it was meant to make you understand why he was a grumpy old man, because he was actually scared to be on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Because this had happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
So he was piss mortal drunk uh, and he couldn't do it and he just kept fucking the lines up over and over and over again and it was really frustrating everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard Dreyfus had a proper kickoff. Um, so Robert Shaw was just like, oh, I wish I could quit the drink and Dreyfus went, it's fucking easy. Picked the drink up and launched it overboard went, done. <laughs> Walked off. Uh, proper kicked off. Um, Roy mm-hmm. Scheider was not happy at this point either because he was stuck in the middle of them. Obviously, mm-hmm. they were like they were stealing, like they were mm-hmm. chewing the scenery up. Let's face it, they were they were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scheider was kind of stuck in the middle of them. He was like the counterweight for them, like the balance, so right. to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So he wasn't happy. Spielberg wasn't happy at it. Richard Dreyfus um, came back the next day. Went, look, I'm sober. Can I have one more chance to do this, please? He knew he was in shit at this point because Spielberg had had enough of his crap. Mm-hmm. And literally one take, boom, done. Yeah. Didn't have a script in front of him or anything. Just memorized it, boom, done. One, one shot. Absolutely. Right. That's one of the things, though, about that scene as well. Like I, I said, there's like when you look about because I've throughout the years, different I've heard stories. so many different stories depending on who it was coming from. That's why I used the one that that Spielberg thing. But like I say, Spielberg could have been just trying to bullshit it to try and see if make it yeah. sound nice, make it like, sound nicer. Yeah. Well, this is it. People say don't speak ill of the dead. This is why mm-hmm. when Richard Dreyfus was interviewed about it, he says people say don't speak ill of the dead. So I'm going to choose to say nothing. Yeah. And he left. Yeah, and maybe Spielberg was just you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being nice he's, at the fact of like it's Spielberg, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he doesn't want he doesn't want to be a dick and like he, oh maybe that that's not the memory he wants people to have. Of yeah. Or it could be one hundred percent correct, and there's a million and one stories from different people who saw yeah, different that's things. True, that's true. And that's why and that's what I like about it as well because I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> we, we never see the same story from the same point of view ever. Like if. Mm-hmm. The three of us were sat here now and something mm-hmm. happened. We'd all see three entirely different things. Yeah. So yeah, we'd have true. different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, so that could be it. No, like, see, and that's the, the whole element I love about it as well, because there's that many people or, like, say, a theories out there. And I like that it kind of keeps mm-hmm. it alive as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, I, like people probably listen to our podcast, my take what I've said, they might take what Kev said, and take, tell someone else. So it kind of keeps the legend and the story going as well so do i not get to be a part of this legend but you, you, have, you, have you got a story i'll tell many stories <laughs> oh, during this scene yes during oh, this God, no, not this during, during this scene, i didn't even were... know this i didn't even know like this was a thing i've been waiting yeah. like when you mentioned it earlier i'm like okay what so, were you talking about <laughs> so during this scene the speech for the uss indianapolis yes how many speech. people were sat like this and then went <laughs> how many people sat forward to pay attention did, did you not notice I kind of like went mm-hmm. like when you're watching that, that film how many people yeah. sit forward yeah, because that do. scene is captivating and it yeah. is it's, grabbing it pulls is this in. is the speech before or after the show me the way to go home it's, it's right before. before it's literally directly before directly yeah. before yeah because it breaks that tension it, not tension yeah. but it breaks that, that singing into something yes that's right you've got I, this Love that song. Yeah, they were all hammered on that bit when they were singing that as well. They were. Every single one. <laughs> Every single one. But that, that's what I loved about it because Richard Shaw was a notorious pisshead. Mm-hmm. Dreyfus hated him. And then they sat mortal drunk with their arms around each other singing away. Mm-hmm. They respect their professionally. The way they go home. I'm, I'm tired. tired and I wanna, wanna go, go to bed. bed. 
I've had a drink about an hour ago. And it's gone straight to my head. Wherever I may go. Yeah, it's um, also any Red Dwarf fans out there. It's also a song on Rimmer's Death Day. It is, and it's fantastic. Uh, But yeah, that that scene, Mm. un-freaking-believable. It is also the scene with the shooting star. Mm. When uh, Roy Scheider's loading his pistol, if you look out the window behind yes, him, there's there shooting star. That's where it, that's where it originated. Oh. Now people turn around and say that was um, that was a real shooting star. It was not. <laughs> it was digitally edited because that scene was shot during the day. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they're, say, they're saying it's a real shooting star, he does it all the time. I didn't now know there was like so many stories to do with uh, Jaws. Like I am, I'm, I'm on a ride here. <laughs> do you know the original reason they chose to film it at Martha's Vineyard? There's two um, reasons for it. No. So the first one, it was essentially very close to the New Jersey uh, shark attacks, which mm, inspired Jaws. Uh, and in Martha's Vineyard, you can go 12 miles out to sea and you can literally see the bottom of the ocean. It's 35 feet down so they could get the shark functioning. Right. Because that's what the problem had loads of problems with the shark. Yeah. It never, it, Bruce would not play a ball with a lot of no. things. No. <laughs> Did you hear Spielberg's little prank with Jaws with Bruce? Well, I so haven't. I've heard all about Jaws, oh, apparently. He, um, he, he was bragging about this film and how it was going to be groundbreaking. So him and a couple of his friends, we're going to say a couple of his friends, it was fucking Martin Scorsese and fucking Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> they, they broke in. Just, just a couple of jabronis. So there was Martin Scorsese, um, George Lucas and someone else there. Um, and they sort of kind of went on a little tour of what like was going on and they went in the special effects department. George Lucas stuck his head in the shark's mouth thing and wow this is great Spielberg slapped a button Jaws came down clamped around George Lucas's head the shark malfunctioned he was fucking stuck <laughs> so he, doesn't find... have a, he doesn't have a lot of luck with like animatronics does no, he because Denise T-Rex didn't, didn't that malfunctioning start like that was because in the rain though yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> going back to what Paul was saying um, they, they opened the jaws they got Lucas out and they ran out of there and Spielberg to this day blames that for why the shark kept malfunctioning during shooting because he thought he broke it. <laughs> no, I thought he broke it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I still blame really. George's head myself. Like, <laughs> did you hear the who were the first screening for George just to see if they thought the film would work? This was before, like, with, like the first rough like cut. test, like a test audience. A test audience. I'd heard yeah. about the test audience. It was uh, George Lucas, Martin Scorsese, and a few others. And yeah. when they when they watched it, they said, "This is going to change filmmaking." Yeah, mm. that was, was it. Was right. They did. Mm. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, mm. Honestly, you you look at the caliber of names that endorsed that film, mm. and you can imagine them all being kids and stoned out their boxes having a laugh at this when they like the special effects set yeah. and George Lucas just getting stuck at a shock. <laughs> you couldn't write Honestly, it. Honestly, I'd pay money to see it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd, I'd, it's George Lucas, you know, I prefer it was a real one, but you know. <laughs> hey. hey. Potato. Hey. <laughs> so I wouldn't have a lot of it wasn't for George. So, uh, hey, but, he uh, made Howard the Duck. <laughs> he made Howard the Duck, Exactly. <laughs> Again, I thought it was a horror film. Give us us duck horn, but yes. I genuinely Uh, thought Howard the Duck was a horror film and wouldn't watch it for years. Duck boobs. Duck boobs, yes. But yes, so after that scene where, like I say, they sing the song, you hear the the shark attacking the boat for the first time, and that's when they start 
like realizing that they are in the shit. Um, but then, as I said, they start shooting the, like the next day. You know, like you say the the fixed and uh, like the the engine and the lights and everything, and the, they are going fishing. Yeah. And this is where the yeah. we this see Jaws. This is where it absolutely happens. So they shoot the this because they've already had two barrels because you keep seeing the barrels pop up now. So that's basically the indicator that that Bruce yeah. is about around. Um. So then when they get to the third barrel, um, and they try and tie it up on the actual on the boat, and this this is where Quint pretty much loses the plot because he um because Brody's basically going right, right when we need help and he starts uh, radioing so he destroys the radio and then he's get right we're going to tie the shark up and drag a, drag him home which again yeah. is a good theory but when the shark's over five six tons yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bit That's different <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> you can see like the fighting and the, the boat being pulled apart but a scene that I watched then, and it was, like I say, quite harrowing. But if I watch now, due to watching things like Deadliest Catch, you know Rich Gervais's legs would have been broken or snapped off when that line catches him. There's no yeah. way they would have tugged it off now. So it's so unrealistic. Yeah. Oh, my God, would there? Yeah, well, they would have Does that just happen on Deadliest Catch? Yeah, like I said, this is... It's, the, it's a common occurrence and see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got a three-ton shark pulling a barrel, and you're stuck between a piece of rope and a piece of wood. Your legs are gone. It's a it's a cheese grater effect. What what yeah. happens when you use a like piece of wire, wire with cheese? Straight through. Oh, your yeah. legs are gone. It's a three-ton fucking shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's God. like getting it's like getting attached to two buses by your arms and getting like pulled. It's you're not surviving it like. Yeah, well, really you might, but you won't have legs. So um, if he kept his legs, fair enough, but they would have been broken instantly. Oh, they would have snapped. He would have had knee hamstrings or yeah. quads. No, I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was. It was. It was nasty to watch, though. It was an uncomfortable, yeah. an uncomfortable moment. Um, well, it's going to be even more uncomfortable the next time I watch it, thinking <laughs> your leg shouldn't be there. Yeah, it, it was an uncomfortable moment. However, that entire scene where the barrels pop up, yeah, that was really uncomfortable for me to watch because yeah. you're just sat there thinking, "Oh, it's just an, an, like just an innocuous barrel, you know, nothing but <laughs> shit shark." So now every time I see your barrel, I'm sat thinking, "Great white fuck." <laughs> 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 Shit. Um, I, I, follow someone, after this. <laughs> I follow someone on Instagram who owns one of those barrels. Yeah. Right. Genuine, genuine barrel. Um, he is a huge Jaws fan. His collection is unreal. Right. He goes to Martha, Martha's Vineyard yeah. for holidays um, and for <laughs> Jaws conventions. And um, he has, he owns one of the barrels and it yeah. is, like, just for a barrel, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> Oh, I, that's the thing. It's it's unreal. But if you um, if you watch the second film, Brody's using one of them as a uh, flower planter. <laughs> it's at his front door, cutting half. What a nice, what a nice reminder of the day. Yeah, yeah. He's kept it as a souvenir. But yes, but this, is, but this is when Quint basically loses the plot because he's thinking I'm just going to drag the thing, and things are, sick, are starting to go wrong, and he's like, oh, untap, unattach the. The barrel, so he tippings out the machete. You think he's going to cut them, but he just pulls off the things, and then he's like, "Right, we're fucked. We need to get back to yeah. land as quick as possible." Yeah. So he pushes the boat, and Hooper and Brody know uh, that he's doing it. He's pushing the boat far more than he's, he should. Is the boat's basically clapping out? This is where panic sets in, though. Yeah. Yep, and Quince refusing to let anyone because Hooper tries to stop him, and you see him turn around him and push them off, saying, "No, get away." He's and scared. 
Yep. That, and that's when you, you actually get scared with them as well because yeah. you know because they start asking questions again is this normal they go no because the sharks now chased off because they pissed off the shark yeah yeah <laughs> which is crazy the shark now has feelings and uh as we found out in late, <laughs> it, it, we found out in later shark in jaws movies that passes on them feelings to other sharks <laughs> and it also <laughs> roars while trying to eat mario van peebles <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we bought Michael Caine a nice house. <laughs> yes. That's the important no, thing to take away from it that is. film. But no, this this scene like you're saying, Paul, is absolute it's where you start getting scared with them because if you think <laughs> about the scene we've just had with the USS Indianapolis mm-hmm. and now we've got Quint terrified that he's fucked yeah. up, he's gonna be in the water with a bigger fucking shark, and yeah. he's terrified because he's seen what can go wrong here. Yeah. He, he's trying to get home. He wants he's like a scared kid running home. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I like about it as well. Shot. They do a little callback as well because he goes back when the when the boat's fucked and he knows that it's got it's sinking. Yeah. He throws uh, Hooper and like I say uh, life jackets and he's just wearing his old army jacket because he said yeah. he would never wear one again. So when yeah. he goes down, you know he, he wants down. he he's wants dying. to die. Uh, he yeah. doesn't want to be uh, floating yeah. around and be. He's shark going foods. down with that ship. Yeah. yeah, and as you see the ship sinking because it goes down fucking quick as well. Yeah, that's it. It was pretty <laughs> much like a dung dung. There's a, uh, yeah, there's another story with that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Orca actually mm-hmm. did start sinking. Right. Um, during, like, before this shot, um, so it actually started sinking and Sp- Spielberg was like, save the actors, save the actors and the sound <laughs> guys were like, fuck that, save the sound team, we're making this bastard film. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get all, like, the recording equipment off and stuff like that and, like, they were thinking, oh, shit, this is absolutely fucked and they realised, like, the processing fluid was a saline mm. fluid, so it was salt water. Right. So <laughs> they actually saved it all. No, but, yeah, the orca literally started sinking in, in real life. Mm. So everyone was proper panicking and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's kind of played in with a bit because they had to mm. rewrite a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but it, oh well, it literally the, just went doo-doo. Yeah, yeah. It, I think that was why. Um, but boats don't sink slow. That's the thing. If you've got a no. massive massive forward, it ain't sinking slow. It's it's mm. going fast. But I tell you what, though, the, the one scene, the one scene that did make us laugh, and again, it probably wasn't meant to make us laugh because it was probably the only, it's the only scene in the f- film that I think doesn't it as hasn't aged well mm. is when Jaws pops out the water and lands on the ship. Yeah. You can actually see the parts to the animatronics. It's basically like looks like it's in three different parts because it like comes yeah. out the water, plonks on and starts fl- flashing oh, about. Oh yes it <laughs> does. I'm I'm acting like I've never bloody seen the film. Yes it does. And you can see it's it's like and remember you them? Act- you remember them snakes you used to get where they had like the yeah, the li- thing. Yeah, and, uh, it looked like one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and like the can... special special effects on Jaws ride was better at that time. So. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. You, you can actually see the pillow under Quint mm. when he's getting eaten. You can see what he's lying on. Yeah, like for the comfort. It's uh, oh, it was a it was a horrible death scene. Though it was. Oh a no, it was, it was done oh. well. It was done it well. Was, it was done brilliantly. If if you read the novel. The mm-hmm. death scene is much better because it's not Quint, it's Hooper. Mm-hmm. Like, Hooper does not come Spoilers. up from that Spoilers! Have you not read the book, Sammy? No, you but, know this! We told <laughs> you this weeks ago! You said <laughs> you would get the books for us! Oh, no, that was the Meg. It was the Meg. Yeah, Meg. But yes... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but before the boat goes down, they make the brave decision for Hooper to go in the cage because that's when yeah. Quint turns to him and goes... About uh, using what you what you've got, then start using science to like say yeah. try and yeah. kill a cot, and you knew it was going to work because 
by this time, it probably wasn't titanium that they were using the shot kit. No. <laughs> yeah, it was probably just like recycled Coke cans yes. or something like that. Or equipped yeah, I would have thought plastic myself. <laughs> it wouldn't but... have been very good. Um, no. But the you scenes... can see it. It doesn't even link up together. Yeah. Like, the... There's no coherence well, it, to it. It needs movement. That's the thing. Because if you hit something mm. solid at that speed underwater, it's just going to shatter. It needs <laughs> movement. It needs... Like to give. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of touche moments tonight <laughs> it's it's like uh tower blocks are flat in the wind they do wobble they mm. need to be able to move slightly it's mm. for storms uh but the scenes under the water like where um hoopers in the cage and stuff like that and you actually see the real shark shots like ron and valerie taylor got some beautiful shots for that it was mm. gorgeous like the shots in australia there were just unbelievable mm-hmm. um but oh, i just kind of get enough love for those two like they are Oh, they, they were pretty Not damn old back then. Oh, read, read up on Ron and Valerie Taylor. They, their story is great. They are massive shark enthusiasts. They like they're massive like pre- like preservationist kind of people. Um, they and like the Ed and Lorraine Warren of the no, shark no, they're, world. they're like Steve Irwin of sharks, but they're Australian as well. Um, they, they do loads. Like <laughs> if you see footage in a shark film, it's actually a real shark. Chances are it was shot by them. Because right. everyone goes to them. Um, Blue Water, White Death, the book mm-hmm. about great white sharks, which was turned into like a little mini documentary that was about them. And that was phenomenal leading into Jaws. So if you get a chance, anybody would listen to this, watch it and read it. Anyone, you'll love it. Would anyone watch this scene in the in the shark and think there's fucking no chance you're going to ever get me in a cage and go looking at sharks after seeing that? <laughs> I saw this cage before it even went in the water and I went, nah. <laughs> so has, has anyone actually done this before no, my, my no and you've done it yeah no i'm not even going to deny it by the time i got out my wetsuit had turned into a thong my ass had clapped that hard it ate it, it did you see anything terrifying. yeah yeah not like proper close you didn't up see anything. like jaws no you didn't no, see Bruce. no it wasn't like massive massive sharks it was it was like they were quite far out and stuff but it was enough to make me think oh you fucker like get me my out my mum swam with sharks Baby Deliberately ones. or maybe <laughs> ones, maybe ones. She does. I, I was going to say did. I've never taken your mum swimming. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Discovery Cove in Florida oh, yeah. had a yeah. little baby shark um, pool, and you get to just you, you literally are still as anything, but you just go over the top of it. You are in the water; you can see everything, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't. It's not for very long either. But she, yeah, my mum did that. Oh, wicked. Oh. No chance in the world would you get me in. Not a that. chance. I'd, you wouldn't even get me in that park to swim with dolphins. See, but I'm nope. not. Like, I don't understand. Like, um, I love sharks. I think they're beautiful creatures. I've you can't no, tell mine. I've, I've got no fear of great whites at all. I've got no fear of tiger sharks, sand tigers, threshers, makos, anything like that. But if, like, someone put me in a cage and went, oh, there's a bull shark, get me the fuck out now. Because <laughs> that was the shark. The bull shark is the only shark that will actively go out of its way to fucking attack anything. <laughs> it is literally based on a bull. It is vicious. Um, and that was the shark that uh, inspired Jaws. That was the mm-hmm. New Jersey shark attacks, was a bull shark. And they can swim in salt ants. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, freshwater. Yeah. Bunch of bastards, mm-hmm. aren't they? So they can come into rivers and reservoirs and lagoons and lakes and everything else and fuck you up there too so you're thinking oh you know i'll just uh, i'll avoid to see the shark attacks there i'll sit in the sewer sharks that's what's gonna get us next they're gonna come in the sewers i swear to god the teenage mutant ninja turtles want to be fucking real street sharks because i was always interested like when i watched this film back because when the sharks like like 
at this point when it's on top of the cage and they're trying to pull yeah. the cage out and it's yeah. like threshing all over. Was that an actual shark shark they used? Because it yeah. would be like say because oh, I know because yeah. back in the day that's kind of brutal on the shark. Like say trying to drag it out of the water and put, pull it out type thing. <laughs> no, they um, they weren't actually trying to pull it out. Um, they were trying to tip the cage so right. the shark could get out. Um, however was the footage from Ron and Valerie Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. But the people that were on the boat, they were trying to tip it, were tipping the cage the wrong fucking way. Right. So right. sharks can't go backwards because they'll drown. Yeah. Because the water will rush through the gills um, the mm-hmm. wrong way. So they were tipping it the wrong way. They should have tipped it. So the shark mm-hmm. were going forward and it would have been straight out. That's why it was thrashing because it can't yeah. go backwards. No, I've just learned a new thing. Well, do you know, did, do you know watch, did you not watch Deep Blue Sea? Because that was the whole point, that the sh- sharks could go backwards, and that was why there was special. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've Deep never Blue seen it. Deep Blue Sea was hilarious. But yeah. holy shit, like, I've just, that's just blown me mind. The shark can't swim backwards. Yeah. Yes. They can't, sta- they can't sit still fish. either. Uh, Most fishes wouldn't, can't. Wouldn't think so, no. Um, no. But sharks can't, definitely. Um, they yeah. can't stay still either. They've got to constantly be moving. You know, remember, oh my god, okay. LL Cujil teach all about it. He'll teach oh, yeah. how he's having his shark fin. I've never seen that film. With his parrot. Watch Thomas, it, it's class. Thomas Jane's in it, isn't it? Uh, the, Thomas Jane Scar, um, the oldest Scars God, um, Bill Scars God, the dad. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the greatest death scenes with Samuel L. Jackson ever. Oh, is that where he gets pulled in there and just pulled yeah. down? Yeah. It is the only. Only time Samuel Jackson has made the exception to his rule. Mm. I've got a gun. I'm going to make a speech about power. He didn't have a gun. <laughs> he started making a speech about power, and he didn't finish it, and it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, where are we at in the film? Um, yes, Quint's, so, death. Quint's death. So it's, it was so brutally done. I, yeah. You can see him sliding down. Um, I like that he had his machete in his hand, and he was actually trying yeah. to fight the shark as well. You can see it's the, it's the flop. Mm. It's the you know the then I am gone flop kind yeah. of thing that like it's the head low. yeah it just that that sunk like that oh that got us that got us right there but well I can't believe we went through the full movie and we've not mentioned that this is a story about a, like a a, guy, a police chief on an island surrounded by water who's terrified of water as well. It's only an island if you look at it from the outside. Exactly, but and he's the water, and he's going down on the boat, and he's like you say, it must have been his worst fear that he's going to be stuck in water, middle of nowhere, and this shark's going down, and like I say, that's when like say the shark, like the film does quite good. It does. It's all like little uh, foreshadowing earlier with all uh, like. Bottle of uh, air, yeah. air pressed air, air. Yeah, when, telling, air when it's telling them about oh uh, be careful that that's going to be ex- like, highly explosive. So like watching it now, we know ah that's how he's going to get the fuck out. Ah, <laughs> you bastard! That's how it's going to be done. It yes. was great though. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. I just love the whole smile, you son of a yeah. Boom. Because everyone quotes Beautiful. it, that thing. Everyone always says that smile, you son of a bitch, but he never actually he says it. He never actually it. says no, it. However, bitches that... if, if you watch Jaws the Revenge, he actually mm-hmm. says it. Yes. Which was completely wrong for the first film because he never utters the word bitch. You don't hear it. You hear an explosion. Yeah. Well, what's more important to me is Jaws the Revenge, she's recounting this. She mm-hmm. wasn't there. How the fuck yeah. does she know what he said? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know what I said after that? And I said, "Oh, smile, you son of a bitch!" And he died. No, I yep. don't think he's going to recap it like that. <laughs> exactly. 
he might have been one of them drunk people in a like a bar fight. So you know, and I, I, I went like now, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I said, "Smile, you son of a bitch." Exactly. <laughs> it might have been one of them. But yeah, like I say, it was cinematic magic. Like I say, there was no way he would have hit that shot. It was pretty much no. impossible. I think they tried to do it on Mythbusters as well, and they could yeah. not recreate uh, yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Ant was telling us. Yeah. Ant was telling us about that how they recreated it, and there's yeah. no fucking way he could have made that <laughs> shot. <laughs> but who cares? And, it's and movie magic. If, and even if he did, the bottle doesn't explode. It just 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 leaks out there. It it yeah. doesn't explode the way it does. It but spins it, on the ground. That's yeah. about Again. it. Yes. Yep. Cinema magic. It's like yeah. saying we've got a 25 foot great white shark. I mean, I think the biggest ever caught was 23. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that far off, mate. 23, not. 25. Yeah. Got, then we got the, we got the, they got the megalodon, megalodon. It was like, could have been like a big shark like that. <laughs> could, have been a, could have been a prehistoric shark. Oh, Kev, we'll go and see Meg 2 together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I am going to watch it. I'm not going to deny it. I've got to watch it because Steve Bolton's going through hell with like. Like medical bills mm-hmm. and he's a great author and he put a lot of work into those novels so I'm, I'm going we will to go and, we will go and support I'll, I'll probably be crying through it but most you know, likely it would just be because of Jason Statham but you know well it might not be Ruby Rose but Gosh. hey ho Oh, no. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I, what I love about this film as well, it, it does give you like a little bit of a happy ending as well. It does. Oh um, yeah, the, the sun rises and it, Hooper it's... pops out the water. Yeah. yeah, Hooper pops up and they start swimming away, and uh, Brody utters the famous line, "You know, I used to hate the water." <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the fact that the sun's up now, like fully yep. up. The music tone is completely changed. It's happy. It's happy. Like this is, again. This is a film that made me proper look at the music, the movie score, yep. to mm-hmm. help me guide my emotions through this. And at the end, you like you are like. <gasps> I'm done. I'm done. All yeah, is but... right in the world. It's okay. Quinn's dead. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> the shark's I'm... dead too. Like, I know we, when we talked about like like doing this like before we came on on li- like live, we were saying all what we're going to discuss and what we talk about. Said what we mentioned as well. Things we didn't like about the movie. Yeah, it's it's one of them movies where I know there's never the perfect movie. There's no. There's always some things, but there is literally. Anything, if I was to go back through, there's nothing I would change. There's nothing I can say I I can take, would take out the movie as well. Yeah. It, it's, as we said at the start, the story-wise is so simple and, and going from A to B, this could have been, as as they made a lot of sequels with this, it's so easy to fuck up as well. Yeah, we found that out. And <laughs> for a movie of its time and for how it was made, it's probably up there with, I would say, one of the perfect movies. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to agree with you. totally, 100% agree with you. Um, there's, there's nothing in there I don't like. I'm not, for all, yes, I love the end part. Mm-hmm. That, that's not taking anything away from how good the first part is. I just like when they're on the board because that's when you get... Everything like, happens. Yes, uh-huh. and you've got the three of them together, and all this tension and everything between them leading up to this moment. Like this is the, this is the payoff of it, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's what I thoroughly enjoy. But that takes nothing away from the fact of how brilliant the first part is. How much I want to live in the town. To be fair, like the mayor oh, might be I'm shit, but I do want to live there. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I'm a, it's like Martha's Vineyard's gorgeous. Um, yeah, I've seen. Thing- 
recent photos of it just because of the person I follow on yeah. Instagram and oh it looks mm. beautiful the thing I love about this film more than anything is it's simple storytelling it goes from point yeah. A to point B that's mm-hmm. it yeah. one point mm-hmm. with cinema these days goes from point A but to get to point B you've got to go through Z, Q, P, M, L just fucking tell me a bastard story yeah, that's yeah. What I want, just a story it's so convoluted these days that when you do watch movies like this that mm-hmm. just is like so, and I don't, I'm not using simple in a bad term, mm-hmm. but it's so simple to follow. It's much it's more entertaining and it totally gives you the feels. And I'm going to say it, it's like the Goonies. Like <laughs> it has that wholesome feel mm-hmm. to it. Like what yeah. you get from it. Even I threw, I haven't got the, the chat up anymore. So even I threw a Goonies <laughs> reference out there this yeah, week. I thank yeah. you. <laughs> Everyone now wants to be usual suspects. We're going to yes. throw 10 stories out yeah, there. With everyone a twist wants a Kaiser this. No. Cinema mm. goers don't want all this constantly. We, we, don't get us wrong. It's mm. great when it happens, but not every single yeah, film. Yeah, like, look how amazing mm. the reaction it was when, when The Sixth Sense, for example. Yeah. That was, and then every time, it's now being replicated. Like, even he's trying to replicate it himself, every and film. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. Give it us needs, a good story. Yeah, give us a decent story that, that yeah, if it has mm. a twist in and it works with the story, then perfect. But if don't it doesn't need it... Because because what they will probably do, like again, this is just my hot take. Um, if they were going to make this movie now, they would probably make Brody and his wife's relationship volatile and make that, that was in the book. Yep, that probably would have been Wasn't like an ex, an extra element they would have added to. Yeah. Yeah. They would have uh, brought in some other character to try and like say play placate certain things. They would have added little tense points or little story points or little side quests. It didn't, like, as I said, as a pure story, sometimes you, you just need to go through these things. As I said, um, I know people will be laughing like a, a Goonies moment where the, the plan is, they need, like, this is what's happening. This is what they need to do. It's getting from A to B. They don't need to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, like, Stand By Me, Stand My, Stand By Me is perfect oh, yes. storytelling. It's a straight line. It's, it's, a, straight a, line. it's a story Literally. about friends going to find a dead body uh-huh. and what really? happens in there it, it doesn't need any any like no like and, sauce and or any, anything flavor through on that there. and through that you have such character development and building that you don't it's not you don't realize it's happening and you are literally going in one straight line because you are mm. going with them from the start to them finding the body and mm. it is just that is such i, I want to watch stand by me now you know what i love <laughs> about jaws more than anything mm-hmm. every single character every single one of them average person yeah yes they're not all hey look at me i'm roided up to the gills oh i've got my boobs out (laughs) they're average people they look if anyone can grab a screenshot of kev doing that for us please yes thank you thank you i need that they look like that was hilarious (laughs) they look like a fisherman he looks like a town copper he looks like a shark expert she looks like a copper's wife the mayor looks like a slime bag you know they all look like average people, like people yeah. that would be doing this job. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, when was the last time you saw Chris Hemsworth as a fucking fisherman? Really? Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't he in the heart of the sea? He was, he was good. Now. I will give Miss Jews on that because he put the word in. But you know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah, don't I get, get like, what you Thor see. Hemsworth yeah. as like a fisherman, yeah. which you'll yeah. see in every film now. They were yeah. average people cast for this reason. Yeah. It wasn't a case of cinema go cinema go is now, oh, well, they look good. They can act. No, that doesn't equate good acting. No. No. These people could act. They captivated yeah. us. They looked like they'd done the job. They worked. Well, I'm, 
again, want... I, I'm going to I'm going to probably be an arsehole here. Um, probably. If, if you're going to cast Jaws now, mm. with, like just for the three main characters, out of today's, like, what choices you have now? <sighs> okay. Um, who would uh, you pick? Quint Dreyfus. Okay. I would put Richard Dreyfus as Quint as a normal Schwit and have him back in the film. And I'd want to see what he could do with that character because now he's a cantankerous old man. Mm-hmm. Um, Brody. Brody's the he's the wild card on this one because Brody mm-hmm. could literally be played by anyone and it wouldn't really make too much of a difference. Mm-hmm. However, for Brody, I'm, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot for this one because I don't really rate him as an actor, but I do like him as a copper. And I'm going to say mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Because mm-hmm. he played Luther brilliantly, yeah. And for Richard Dreyfus, I'm probably going to go with Ben Affleck because he's an arrogant, self-entitled prick, but he's quite funny, right? I would... And he's got some decent action cho- action chops on him when he when he puts the mm-hmm. fucking work in. He has. He's I would got probably... some pretty decent chops. Not... Jeremy Renner, yeah. Uh, a little bit different. I'd probably score for Brody, Christian Bale, mm. um. Matt Damon as Hopper. So, like I said, because he's got the arrogant side of him, like I said, possibly younger Matt Damon, probably a bit old, older now. Um, like I say, the, the short character, <coughs> Richard, is the hard one to replace because you want someone like a scurvy sea dog, but I'd probably score uh, Brian Cox. Too old now, though, far mm. too old. Brian but Cox in X yeah, Wise is a billion second to none. He's fantastic. I yeah, that man can run rings around people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer this because I kind of agree with both of you in some <laughs> aspects, um, especially Ben Affleck. Um, mm-hmm. Totally see it. And if we if we are seeing um, what's his face X like X Men around that time, I could see him definitely mm-hmm. playing Quint. Yeah, so, that's a good call. Although, or, even, or even Fassbender. Fassbender is Quint. George Clooney? No, Fassbender uh, is um, is Brody, absolutely. See, I, I can't get away with Fassbender, so I kind of agree with that one. I just mm-hmm. I don't like him. He's so dull. <laughs> He's got no personality he on really screen. Do, he, uh, he... <laughs> Uh, I, I get uh, that. I do get that. I think it's What about in the chat? I know they've been lively in the chat, so I'm going to get them to do a bit of work now. Guys, if you're listening still, instead of arguing with each, if you're still arguing with each other, um, give us your, your three people that you would name in the cast, um, like for the three main roles from today's audience. Who would you say? Um, and, and it can't be Bill Murray because he would suck. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, Charlotte, because he's too good for this. <laughs> um, I would have Tom Hiddleston as the hopper role. That would be interesting. Uh, be it, it wouldn't, break. no, because Hiddleston's too nice. <laughs> like I, he is, he's too nice. Too I like boy. him. Yeah. He's not so much the rich boy he is, but at mm. the same time, he's got a sense of humour. He, he understands things. Um, mm. I, I genuinely like him, so I couldn't see him as Hooper. Um, plus, oh, we've already um, seen him play the arrogant one. Sorry, I've just thought of a perfect one. I can't believe anything. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Quint would be good. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just as all three parts. He would be so good. Well, to be fair, you could could go all the supernatural route. Have Jeffrey Dean Morgan as 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 Quint. Uh, Brody have uh, Dean. Um, 
Jensen Ackles, and uh, have Sam as uh, the hopper roll. It would work. Can, it would can, work. Can we just throw <laughs> Sam overboard at the start, though, please? Because he's a fucking whinging bitch. Yeah, he is. Although, um, Charlotte um, said Bobby. Quint. Oh, sorry. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Singer. Bobby, that's Quint. a good one. Yeah. So Charlotte said Quinn should go with Johnny Lee Miller. I actually would put Johnny Lee Miller as Brody. Yeah, now. Uh, I'd put him in any of the roles. Johnny Lee Miller is one of my favourite actors. Johnny Lee so. Miller has my utter, utmost respect after I saw his performance. Yeah. Acted circles around Cumberbatch. And that's, and that's a feat. In both roles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Charlotte's in with the supernatural uh, Jaws, right? Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Do I need Should to we... laminate the bed? To be fair, though, that's, oh a, that's an episode God. of that's, a, that's an episode of Supernatural we didn't get. <laughs> supernatural True. versus Jaws. That would have been an interesting one. <laughs> True. Shall we wrap this bad boy up? I am. Mm. Fucking exhausted. I have oh, been up since five you. o'clock this morning <laughs> and been in the car since six. Well, I literally drove back from York to get here to straight away to sit down and do this. Bless you. We could have put it off for an hour or half an hour. Book, oh, no, no. Mm. We stick to a schedule. We have a schedule, Paul, and we stick to it. Yes. Um, yes, just we are professional. Up, just to wrap it up then. So... In the list of movies, I know we've talked about like top fives. That's general like here. I would go to. Where yeah. would you rank Jaws in your list of like favorite movies? Like, got to be in the top ten somewhere. It would be top ten. Um, I Even I would, put, I would go so far to say top five. Actually. I wouldn't put a top five. I'd probably put it just outside six or seven. Mm-hmm. I've got movies that I do prefer over Jaws. However, mm-hmm. Jaws will always be. The film everyone will bitch about because the special effects are terrible. It was done on a fucking shoestring budget as Spielberg's first big film for the for the actual studio. So they didn't want to spend a lot. And it's mm-hmm. one of the greatest films ever made. So if you're going to whinge about the special effects, jog mm-hmm. on. Do better yourself on a shoestring. It was mint. I still think this movie will be still around when we've gone. Like I say, when, when, like I say, when, when our time's gone, I think it is that timeless um, like I say, I don't think it'll ever be beaten. Like yeah, I say, um, like yeah. one of those movies, uh, I think would stand the test of times. Um, same with this Back to the Future, The Goonies, <laughs> Stand By Me, so just I've literally got a quick one for you. Um, mm-hmm. we've got Jaws. Now, minus the sequels to Jaws, which shark film out there would you put up there with Jaws as a close second? Because obviously everyone, Jaws is everyone's favourite shark film. Uh, open Water. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> uh, that or The Shallows? The Shallows, that's my... Mm. Um, I've only seen Jaws and The Meg as mm. sharky films. So let's say The Meg. I actually thoroughly enjoyed The Meg and you know I did. Yeah. Um, if, if you, you want to watch the shallows, the shallows is good. It's go and it's, watch it. Uh, open, wa- open water is good as well. That's open uh, is a good one. That's a hard one to watch as well. It's it basically is. it's basically what Quint's describing on the ship that he was on in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. it's a uh, it's a scary one. But go and watch the shallows, Sammy. Trust <laughs> me, you'll thank me later. It's good. Um, it's literally got a shoestring budget and a shoestring cast. It's got a. 
What's Blake called? Lively. Blake Lively, and she's uh, like she is absolutely oh, amazing. Oh, I film. know what you're talking about. I've yeah. not seen it, but I do know what you're talking about now. However, have you seen the losers, Paul? Yes. Did I'm you recognise the drive? Did you recognise the fellow that drove her to um to the beach? No. It's Cougar from the Losers. Oh, right. With his cowboy hat. I watched the Losers. The only thing I got liked the, the Losers was the soundtrack. So <laughs> oh, it's a good film. <laughs> but yes, and it had uh, it had um Evans doing his best Clint Eastwood impression. Indeed. With his uh, weird stuff, butt yes. stuff. But yes. But anyway, wrapping up, like I said, so that's our take on Jaws. Hopefully, I know we've got things in wrong orders and we missed a few things. We out, did we very missed. well for yeah. for having to recap it with nothing in front of us. Yes. Um, but like I say, next week, I believe, what what is it next week? I've got the list right here. I've just kept my, oh, it's DC movies. DC hey! movies. So, that, so that's going to be a laugh a minute. But yes. Oh, um, I'm, gonna, I'm watching this one. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be me trying to defend it. And Is um, this me and Jake? Is Jake? Jake's coming on. So Jake's making his return. Um, Jake is back, everyone. Jake. I was Jake the other week. He was in for the Sandman, but that was kind of like an off-the-cuff. Oh, that was not, that was not a normal, regular-based mm-hmm. one. But so Jake is back, everyone. Yes, yeah, so we've got Jake uh, back. We we've missed got, Jake. And the next one after that is going to be an interesting one. We're doing Urban Legends. Yes, with Jake and Charlotte and Grant. So it's going to be a few people involved in that one. Fun times. Um, um tomorrow, if you're free as well, I know it's Bank Holiday Monday, but if you join the Twitch channel. We are going to do an epic game of Among Us with uh, quite a few members of the Nerdy Up North community. So uh, that is going That's to either me. be absolute chaos, terrible, or it's going to be a laugh a minute and see who gets killed first. And never trust Donna. She is dodgy as fuck. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust Donna in a fucking million years. She's definitely going after you first. Oh, I would not be trusting her with a fucking spud gun, let alone no, life. Not a chance. Sorry, Donna. I love the. I love you to death, but nah, I wouldn't trust you. But uh, bless. Yeah, take a shot. So, so, so Dildo Donna's back returning tomorrow as well. So, uh, yes, so that's at six o'clock, I believe, or whatever time after six. So basically, because it's going to be about close to fifteen people involved. So, um, looking forward to Jake organising that. <laughs> I don't have to get involved. <laughs> It's Twitch, it's Jake's, it's Jake's uh, territory. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, so same bat time, same bat channel, guys. Have a good Say one. Say everyone. Have Bye. Bye.